Welcome, 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 everyone. <laughs> you want to take over? <laughs> welcome. <laughs> you can. You have, you have so many usurpers. No, I don't remember what happened two months ago. So yeah. <laughs> but We're I back. Do. Oh, boy. We're back, bitches. We're back. <laughs> welcome. We are back. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back, everyone, to the table. Welcome Woo! back, everyone. Playing in masks. Yep. We're, we're all here in masks, and we, we may have some barriers next time as well, uh, depending on what I can get together. I want to try to custom build something for the table that doesn't take up much space. Oh. <laughs> Robin's looking Pla at plant the seed. with a large plant degree of incredulity, which is fair. <laughs> I, I physically see no way of that I, happening. I don't <laughs> know that it's possible, but maybe I can do something that hangs from the top and then cuts off. Hanging? like hanging That maps? seems like a terrible idea. Also, You're all going to have to wear shoulder rigs. <laughs> it's just like a little dome that Ooh, goes around. That's not I mean, a bad plan. Could Why don't we wear fucking face shields then? Yeah. Those exist already! So welcome back. Um, without further ado... Uh, oh, no, wait. Introductions first? I don't yeah, remember what order we do these things in. <laughs> it's introductions, uh, and again? then the theme then the song, song, and then... And then, then yeah, yeah, yeah. And, okay, oh, uh, cool. maybe I do announcements before we do introductions. Oh, actually. yeah. Hey, over to you, Sam. Uh, <laughs> Play it, Sam. <laughs> hey, COVID's still happening, guys. Yeah. Uh, and that sucks, so shout out to all the people who are tired. Yeah. Shout out to all the all people of you. who are dead. We No. Well, I mean, them too, I guess. But that's not, <laughs> that was not the time for them. You also probably don't want to shout out all of them. Like, there's yeah. definitely yeah. some problematic people. Some, of them, oh, yeah. some problematic people have died. Hitler's dead, you know. At any rate. Hitler's uh, dead. No know. shout out to Hitler. Shout, shout no out shout to your tired people. Shout out to Hitler, guys. <laughs> we're controversial takes okay. here at the table today. Uh, we're tired too, so hang in there. Yeah. Not the, it's not the most uplifting shout out I've ever heard. No, it's fine. I've heard, I've heard that misery loves company and love is good. So there you go. Uh, love makes the world go round. Um, I made an announcement about our <laughs> upload schedule that was uploaded a while ago, but recorded today. So we'll see how this how this works with us getting together and with editing and things and what our schedule will be like. But sporadic is the order of the day presently. The name of the game. Yep. Chaos. No, that was a game Rains. by like EA or Ubisoft. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, well, I am Jared. I am the GM. I'm going to be being some characters. You know, assorted characters. Oh, oh. Um. Typical mental state. Like in general or. Easy! For all you, all you artists out there, so you can get the right light in the eyes. Yeah. For, or lack uh, thereof, light in the eyes. Picture a typewriter, except all of the parts are moving. Always. That's, Next. Yep. Okay. Checks out. Uh, my name is Jasmine, and I play Calorie Cherry Cheeks, and Calorie is perpetually anxious. <laughs> but, you know, plays it off as fun chaos. <laughs> My name is Sarah. I play Yolanda Angel Song. Uh, Yolanda is also anxious, but about different things than Calorie. I feel. Man, uh, I just thought you were gonna say absent. Mental state absent. <laughs> yeah, <we're> not, <laughs> not, uh, not applicable. Anxious but hopeful. I think she wants to be a good girl. Mm. She really wants to be a good girl. I think she is. Uh, I'm Robin, and I play Althak Planeswalker Garalathio. 
and his mental state is the orange cat whose turn it is not to use the single brain cell. <laughs> How do you top that? His mental state is the safari pinwheel just <laughs> rotating. Yeah. Buffering. It's there. Buffering. It's doing things. Buffering. I promise you I'm doing things, maybe. It's moving. Yep. It's moving to something. 99% for it's the last spinning. five minutes. Yeah. My name is Maya, and I play Quixie Tomekeeper, and her mental state is just a constant barrage of just terrible ideas. Um, <laughs> quick. Just a quick. full of things. I mean, it's it's just, just a lot. No lid on it. She's an adventurer. Have you ever seen so. Will It Blend? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's the person who started Will It Blend. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Matt, and I play Amina Wesson-Smith, and... Currently, Armia's a bit on edge, a bit suspicious of the possible cult incursion at their theater. But in general, suspicious. Well, yeah. you know, it <laughs> checks out. Just paranoid. paranoid. Um, try, trying to keep it all together. A stack of timber. <laughs> just, just trying. Just trying. Come join us at the table. We're nerds, nerds etc. Ninety percent of a truffle in my mouth. Yeah, Whatever. Right, you still did it. I, I didn't clock it, so that was a good. very calm microphone. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> they were all kind of like watching. I was ready. <laughs> half ready. I was yeah. ready on the microphone part. Little bit behind on the mouth. <laughs> half ready is a type of ready. Last time on Prisoner's Dilemma, the uh, party. Picked up in the aftermath of the sandstorm and fight with, uh, you know, angels and, and demons and, like, weird shit like that. They uh, made their way through the streets, made sure people were, you know, as safe as possible. And uh, also made their way toward Burkett's Plaza, where the, uh, the tent of the Order of the Rising Dawn is located. Wondering how exactly that fared in the sandstorm and all, and maybe even with some lingering suspicions that they might have had something to do with it. What they found was a tent being somewhat repaired, but that hadn't been entirely ravaged, it seemed. And, yeah, Order of the Rising Dawn people going around administering aid, seemingly helping with their standard rider of we've got to say this prayer uh, up to and including Marna Darapal herself being involved in what seemed to be some sort of a mass prayer of renewal and healing which which resulted in a wide variety of wounds being wiped away from the various people gathered there Yolanda and her had a brief conversation and then the party made their way to Kalbara to check in on the theater there, the people who were there, and uh, the production as well, which Yolanda was part of. They quickly realized that people inside had stayed inside and not even really necessarily noticed what was happening outside. They'd noticed, but they hadn't been particularly worried. Seemingly very, very, uh, very certain in the abilities of, of Vicky, the backdoor guard and bouncer. The only bouncer, as they came to find out in a minute, but not before uh, Lucy threw a shoe at Yolanda. 
and missed, of course, because of Yolanda's absurdity. No, I don't think so. She Did she hit you? Maybe she hit you. One. Yeah. Well, Chad Stone, he doesn't remember. <laughs> he <laughs> threw a shoe up. at Yolanda either way. Yeah, right he threw it at her. And, uh... <laughs> I think she wore a Nat 20 or something. She might have. Like, I remember it made Yolanda bloody. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it was just one hit point. But uh, the whole party was was invited in and offered jobs all over the place, except for Calvary, who demanded one. Uh, but everyone else, Planeswalker and Armina, were offered jobs as um, bodyguards, bouncers as well, helping Vicky out. So she Vicky didn't have to break, work seven so days good. a week. Uh, they were told that the Order of the Rising Dawn had uh, begun to lodge complaints and protest the uh, the the what the play performance. Thank you. Yeah, uh, the, the the performance as it was being developed, they didn't want it to see the light of day. Lucy, on the other hand, very much wanted it to see the light of day, and so she was willing to hire a couple of extra hands to help that happen. Uh, on the internal front, she hired Quixie to help with uh, various stage-related things, pyrotechnics, special effects, uh, as well as just kind of some organization generally. Calry, on the other hand, was very offended that Philomelianar didn't seem to be the focal point of this play about Bellarellan's Lalga. It was very upsetting to her that in a play about Bellarellan's Laga, Philomelianar was not even... Where was he? <laughs> she said that he deserved a part in the play. To which Ballastan replied, Alright, show me. Leaving Calry to show him. Whatever way she can. The party got their, their first introduction to Sorel, Yolanda's counterpoint, Yolanda's uh, alternate lead, when she's sharing the spotlight with, for the most part, the woman playing the part of Bellarelle. They came away with maybe some mixed impressions, uh, but Planeswalker certainly with quite a, a good impression of Sorel's children, and vice versa as well, as they uh, got on fast, as, as Planeswalker tends to do with children. And that's about where we're going to pick up. So there's a little bit of time before the next thing you all have to do. The next main thing that you've got planned is at some point before the summoning, which is about two weeks out, you need to get together with Risebeth in order to ensure that things will not be a total catastrophe when you summon a demon to this mortal plane. Uh, so... Let's have people roll initiative. Oh, shit. First roll of the new year. Woo! First roll of the new year. Let's do it. New year, new rolls. A new streak for Matt, I'm sure. He's going to start rolling great. <laughs> you know, not too sure. You know, you know. We're rolling initiative, or are we just rolling to see the order? Let's do no initiative. Let's do proper initiative. Hey! hey. hey. Nineteen. Dirty twenty. Ooh. Twenty-two. Oh. Wow. Twenty-one. Oh. <laughs> I'm still in 2021, guys. 
Sorry, if only we were doing combat. When you said 19, I was like, damn, that's impressive. But no, it's okay. Anytime I roll above a 10 for initiative, it means I'm going second to last. <laughs> <laughs> if I roll below a 10, everyone else, everyone else except for shit. one person yeah. will roll below a Someone 10. Someone will get 20 Someone something. else will get a net 20. <laughs> you're, you're the trendsetter. Or like Apparently. inverse trendsetter? No, that's trendsetting. No. <laughs> if I roll high and everyone else rolls high, that's that's just trend. Oh no, that is true. That They're is just true. doing it better yeah. than me. They're just improving upon the yeah. source material. Yeah. Just like fanfic yeah, of the Bible though, is better it? than the Bible. <laughs> fanfic I of the Bible. Love, please <laughs> tell me Walker, an AO3 the Bible. <laughs> yes. Category for the Bible. Yes. Ultimately, Fuck I was referring to all of like Dante's oh, Inferno. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, Classical art is all fan art of the Bible. Right. Yeah. So, Armina, yes. you have a couple of things uh, that you'd mentioned that you fill your time with. And feel free, if you guys think of anything else while we're doing yeah. this, feel free to chime it in. But you had a couple of things that you're going to fill your time with over the next uh, next little while before you arrange for the ability to talk to Rysgar. Because you all kind of know that it's not necessarily as easy as just snapping your fingers, so kind of counting on Yolanda to make first contact there and figure out a good, reliable way of, of following yeah. that up. You're not certain how long that's going to take. So you've got your uh, you've got your job and stuff around Talbaro, which which is new for you. You're, you know, investigative stuff, trying to figure out what's going on, but also general you know bodyguarding yeah. and door guarding at the same time i think primarily for the show <laughs> i would ask probably club with, with hiram yes see kind of like um you know commission him essentially to sort of like find out what he can f- learn about blueprints of the place is there any hidden passages yeah like, is there are there new hires that happen to be really really early yeah because if the cult wants to disrupt the play they probably won't work on the inside so right is anything raising any flags? So yeah. I'll, I'll pay him. You're paying for, him a bit, yeah, for a few yeah. days of his time and his work as well. Yeah. Um, he turns up some interesting things. Um, he turns up uh, blueprints of the place. They're they're quite old. They're somewhat outdated. Because like many places in Amkaric, this building is ancient. Centuries, millennia, probably, and it has been dozens of things throughout its life, each one bringing with it a renovation or two or five. Um, but there don't seem to be any secret passageways, per se, or at least not to anything external. Not like the uh, the hall in Lab Saladas that had the tunnel underneath that connected up into it. There's no indication of anything like that. Um, all of the pipes that are leading away from this place are the sorts of things you would expect. So they're, they're smaller diameter drainage pipes and yeah. things like that. Um, there are definitely some spots around the place that are, that are you know, there's some little hidey holes. There's, windows. And those sorts of weird things that always happen in old buildings as well, where you're like, why is there a two foot high door here? And it's like, oh, well, that used to be a larder back when whenever and it's like yeah but this is the dining room and it's like well this didn't used to be the dining room you know yeah, you move a couch and there's out. a hatch behind it that just opens into a brick wall and you're like yeah huh? it's like oh well they put in a room back there so they put up the wall there's some weird stuff like that but nothing that's immediately eye-catching either of you as particularly as a means of ingress into this place yeah. i'm also worried about like any, any like 
you hired? Like new, yes. new waiters, wait staff. There's there's a bunch of new people right mm-hmm. now. And those are that's a place where you specifically do focus a fair bit. You don't find any explicit evidence of moles. Um and you also find that most of the Calbaro workers, the actresses and the, the, the stagehands that Lucy more directly employs and in a longer uh, time span employs, they generally have a pretty low opinion of the ORD, um, because the Order of the Rising Dawn, because of the fact that the Order is like parading in front of the place with protest signs and sandwich boards. And they, you see this for yourself as well. They have this enchanted cone that when they speak through it, it makes their voices louder, if, if a little bit tinny. Magical megaphone. <laughs> and they go around shouting out poorly rhymed slogans like, no blasphemy, it's bad for me. <laughs> That's actually kind of good. I, I, like, like I that. love that, though. <laughs> <laughs> it is bad for me. It's yeah, bad for me. It's bad for me. <laughs> Gods is wrong. There are no more than just the one area lore. Sounds worse. We don't like devils. Stop the play. We will revels. Not like not batting (laughs) three hundred on their slogan writing. All right, cheer cheer camp dropouts. That's what we're dealing with. Cheer camp dropouts, leading to some annoyance on the part of of the Calvaro workers. Some of whom are annoyed that this is happening. And some of them are just annoyed that it's not being done better. There's definitely like, some like, yeah. you know, if they could protest us, they could at least come up with some better it, rhymes. Like, if like, this gonna, is, yeah, if you're going to be effective, at least put effort. Yeah. Put the showmanship in it. But one thing you find is interesting is that opinions of them are a I bit just, softer. I yeah. just got an image of Yolanda, like, going in her downtime, just standing beside them and being like, no, you should see the play. I take my shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just completely just tuning her out. Her protest. <laughs> Standing there with a sign, sign that just says, I get naked. And people don't know that it has anything to do with the show. They just think she's proud about it. Good, like, good for her, I guess. They're like, yeah, me too when I go have a bath. Like, I, I guess we all do sometimes. This is like a philosophy thing. Yeah, we're, we're all naked under our clothes. That's a, a, a fair point, yeah. pink lady. Um... Yes, I mean, interestingly, you find that opinions of the order are a little bit softer amongst the work crew. The carpenters, the construction workers and such, who are renovating the interior of the theater for its new show, constructing the sages, constructing the major set pieces, temporary workers that have been contracted in. And they've got softer opinions largely because, due to union rules, they're not allowed to accept healing from their employer, except for immediate first aid. They're allowed to accept things that are like, this will make it so you don't die, but anything longer term than that or anything more minor than that, healing needs to be done out of house. So the insurance is not that good. And so, well, uh, give me a history check on that. In order to save money, a lot of them go to the order tent. Passing grade. Ten. Cool. Uh, The prevailing (laughs) opinion amongst them is that the order have some weird views and are oddballs, but aren't bad people exactly. They're, you know... They're weird. They're misguided. They're not evil. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, ten. This is something you're vaguely familiar with. Uh, it's actually even the case, like it, it is the case amongst the uh, the guardsmiths union. 
or what serves the union. They're not really unionized. But unions amongst Stam Carrick are, are pretty common, and this is a fairly common rider for the unions. It's basically to prevent things like the company store. If your employer is responsible for providing your healing, that means your employer controls your healing. They also control your wage. They also control everything else. So that opens the door for them to do things like, oh, well, you got hurt on shift twice last week. We're not scheduling you next week. Or we're docking your pay. Or we're garnishing your wages. Or at least this is the opinion of the union that things like this might happen. Kind of like, uh, you know, union workers aren't allowed to live in company-provided housing. Because do you really want to know that you're going to get evicted the same day you lose your job, guaranteed? Because okay. they're linked that way. So that's the that's where that's actually based. It's a fairly standard thing that's so not that weird to you. It's but people, yeah, it's people that wouldn't be around all the time or opening night. Yeah. Yes. These are these are people who are not going to be there opening night unless they get tickets to the th- thing. Um, there might be one or two of them for emergency repairs, but not particularly okay. large. I would probably I would probably ask Iron for those names and kind of yeah. Just Keep an, not not snoop, but kind of like keep an eye. In the back of my brain. Yeah, like, keep okay, your ear to the ground. Joe Schmo is probably circle number one. Where, yeah, where are they in relation to that? Right. Okay. Uh, how um, much would that cost me for him? Um, I have got that somewhere else, and okay. I will get that to you. Um, guarding the door, pretty standard. Uh, you know, along with Planeswalker, along with uh, Vicky as well. You guys swap out, so there's there's two of you there at any time. And you get to chat with Vicky some. You get to chat with Planeswalker some. That's very nice. Given that it is a back door down an alleyway, uh, you don't really have to do a lot of explicit guarding. Yeah. Occasionally, the order will come over near the alleyway, but they never really come inside. They'll just kind of come close, shout some stuff at you. You shout back, and they back off pretty quickly. Yeah. They don't seem, at least yet, like they're looking for a fight. Are they are they armed? Do they have like weapons? No, no, they've got they've got signs. That's the most they've got. No one's got anything s- more than that. You never see anyone with like a baseball bat, even, and certainly not anything more. Yeah, um, they look very much just like normal citizens and civilians, but of course, all wearing the Order of the Rising Dawn robe. And you're unsure how many of them might have magical abilities, but there doesn't seem to be any demonstration of them. For the time being, at least, it's definitely more of a protest, less of a riot. Okay. But you're keeping an eye on it and keeping your ear to the ground with all of that. Mm. Um, you wanted to go around the temple, too, the Qualt yeah. Temple, do some service there. And Pick uh, up the jobs out of the box and, you know, the general service. For, for, you know, after the sandstorm, there are a lot of, like, things that were broken, so... Yes. I mean, it would probably... Uh, she probably gets the inspiration and gets inspired. She probably would go to the temple, ask for like a private room just to kind of like meditate and get her channel divinity. Oh, which Ooh. would be oh yeah. So I, <laughs> so I took took a level in cleric again, and level two clerics get channel divinity, and forge clerics get an ability that basically make metal metal objects within a certain like yeah gold certain gold. parameters yeah. And yeah, she probably use that i think the way i was envisioning her doing this was like she would obviously meditate mm-hmm. and then her hands would glow like red hot it would look hot but like obviously it's not hot to the t- you can't burn wood with it yeah but. and she can kind of like snip 
metal and kind of like almost make it clay. Like clay-like? Yeah, yeah just she, mold she it like tool. plasticine. She used a tool for like the prime work. Right. But you kind of like just take like a hunk of like an ingot. Yeah. And kind of like stretch it and kind of like mold it around. And she probably used that once or twice over the week or two. And yeah. Make, you know, door doorknobs or hinges. Right. Or that kind of stuff. Whatever it happens to be. I do want to use it for myself eventually. Once I get into the rhythm of it, um, I want to make... I want to make um, ten bullets. Okay. So it's a pretty cool one to do this. Yeah. So basically, um, I can take any form of weapon. So we had the null swords from the. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. From from being out in the lands. Yeah. I got those rusty old swords. I'm gonna use my channel divinity to make uh, ten bullets. Yeah. You you sit down there after you've done a few of these. You gather the metal in front of yourself, this raw material, rusted old dirty swords, dried yeah. blood, vegetable material, sand worked into the blades at this point. All my tools are like in a half circle around circle me, around laid out. You. Laid out in front of you, and yeah, you, you pick it up and you start squishing it together. Kind of sniffing it like scissors and like sort of fashioning and squishing it. <laughs> And as you as you stretch it and mold it, as you turn this metal into Play-Doh, just flakes of rust falling off of it, dried blood falling away, scattering all over the place and blowing off in a little breeze. You draw out of it, pinching, squeezing, tapping, poking with your little tools, ten little shiny, fresh, new bullets. And I roll them into Ironstorm, and I lit them up, and... Uh... Yeah, between like there's two weeks downtime, you said roughly. It's a week, a weekish. A week. Yeah. So I'd probably do that like every day, channel divinity to make right stuff, to make some more bullets. Yep. Okay. Would be obviously say hi to Chris and that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, which I've got a keep, thing for keep that. Keep tabs as well. on him, you know, or not 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 tabs. That's not kind of suspicious. But uh, you keep, know, yo, keep in touch. Keep in touch. That's yeah. It. There you go. Um, there's some interesting differences in the in the work around the temple, given the recent happenings. Lots of repair jobs, obviously, yeah, to fix problems with the sandstorm. Um, explicit or otherwise, things from a uh, stray demon fireball burned off my tavern's hanging shingle to our windows got sandblasted opaque, and we need new windows. Also, a fair number of people there in person wanting things fashioned from gathered materials not willing to leave them unmonitored in Dropbox, necessarily. One man says one of the angelic figures gave him a handkerchief, and he wants it made into a wedding veil for himself to wear at his wedding coming up. A woman holds a dagger, claiming it clattered away from one of the fallen fighters toward her in the alleyway where she was hiding. She wants the metal melted down, fashioned into a, a bracelet or a, a neck choker, believing it'll bring her strength and luck and power. You're not sure that all of these people have genuine artifacts that have been taken from the angels or demons because you yourself know how difficult it was to procure those things <laughs> yeah it wasn't easy it wasn't a guarantee oh, and so you, you kind of doubt some of these all those things we got yeah that oh yeah if i have the time thank yeah. you for reminding me um you'll have the time throughout this. i have identified yeah. so i would cast that every day figure out yeah. what they all well, are yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there are also a couple of instances you notice of ripples and after effects of the sandstorm uh, an imp at one point goes running through the temple, cackled and chased out by a high priest holding a broom in one hand and a red-hot poker in the other. A small fire elemental at one point pops up out of one of the forges like a spa patron emerging from a hot tub. 
just stands up out of the coals, stretches a little bit, shakes itself off, and then steps out and walks away, leaving little fiery footprints that fade afterward. Nope. <laughs> it's it's interesting. It's different. Um, you did your vow renewal with Chris, which ended up being the uh, the winter's light winter's light festival, which is great. And then one morning, while you're having breakfast, there's a knock at the door. You go, you answer the door. There are three elves there. Baryani, you recognize from their garb and from their style. Um, Dark-skinned, long ears, fairly stoic-looking. The one in front wears a brightly colored sash diagonally across his body. Several small embroidered patches sewn to it. He smiles hesitantly but uh, gratefully. And uh, as Chris comes out, they chat. Guy introduces himself as Maurice, a name you vaguely remember uh, from Yolanda. Chris explains to you that after some thought, he decided to let Yolanda pass along his contact information to this Maurice guy. He was the one who wanted to wanted information about Chris's book, the one which you got back from Mister X. That's right. As it turns out, Maurice doesn't necessarily want to take the book. He just wants to read it, at least at first. Uh, he explains that his sister is very sick, but she can be cured. The sap of a plant that he calls the telpas will save her life, but it's a very important plant to their people. It's almost sacred. It's linked to the regent, the ruler of the Baryani. It was planted by King Terence himself, the one who wrote the book. Currently, the ruling seat sits empty. There is no regent. The council, which rules in absence, empathizes with Marisa's sister, but can't give her the sap because it will kill any who do not have either royal blood or royal assent. In his search for a cure, however, he's found letters that suggest that his great-great-great-grandmother may have been a lover of King Terence. If he can prove it, the council has agreed his sister can drink the sap. It won't give him any claim to the throne, it won't give him any power, but it would mean that they carry that tiny bit of royal blood to be able to drink the sap without dying. He believes this book to be the key. Newer printings are heavily edited, but this original version, which is exceedingly rare, is said to hold the true names of, of many of the people, friends, lovers, teachers of the young king uh, back when he was only Prince Terry. Maurice makes his guards wait out front, even though they don't want to, uh, and goes into your home with the two of you, with you and with Chris. He even lets Chris hold the book and turn the pages to make it very clear that he's not up to anything. He's not trying to steal nothing. Can I do it easy? Just, Go ahead. Just, you know. Yeah. This is very funny because Yolanda knows pretty much none of this, by the way. <laughs> no. She just knew he's looking for a book. Uh, he's not going around telling everybody this. <laughs> 16. 16? He is... Um, he's excited but nervous. Um, and you can tell the moment that he finds an answer he's not looking for. He's deeply, deeply, deeply disappointed when the name in the passage that he's looking for is not Mirielway, the name of his great-great-great-grandmother. Without royal blood, his only hope, he explains, sadly, a moment later, is royal assent. Without a regent sitting, he knows what he has to do next, at least. The royal line still lives, he knows, because the Telpas still has a bud on it. This bud blooms when the regent is closed. It means one descendant of the great king yet lives, because there's only one bud on it. 
50 years ago, there were a half dozen. Five years ago, there were two. Now there's only one. One last remaining heir to the throne of the Baryani, and he tells you that his mission is now to find this person and, and beg them to return home and hope that they help his sister. Over the century or so since the last regent died, he explains, many have tried to find the heir. All have failed. But Maurice thinks the fact that he's found this book, as rare as it is, means that the fates are smiling on him. And uh, as he leaves, he says that all he can hope at this point is that it's kind fate rather than her sister's cruel fate or irony who is smiling on her. Hmm. Thanks you very much for your time, and heads back out. As he leaves, I would still think, why would X want this book? And I, mean, I don't know if he said why he uh, wanted Chris it. Chris mentioned, actually, yeah. Because for Chris, it was a very formative book in growing up. A um, lot of life lessons in there that Chris really took to heart. And uh, that's really what it is at the, at the core of it, is, is a book about ways to live your life well. Kind of like fables? Yeah. Fables. And... Yeah. and or, or like a like a guidebook, like a handbook that you might give to young, you know, young folks to chicken soup for the soul, or like right? a scout yeah, guidebook, you know. <laughs> um, but he he basically he gave it to Mister X because he knew Mister X was having some, you know, some doubts and some confusion and, and some problems with romance generally, and that's love life is one of the sections in this book. So it helped Chris growing up, so he thought it would help He X. thought it would help Mr. X okay. as well get through his kind of problems. Okay. So it actually wasn't, it was Chris's idea to lend it out to him. It wasn't something that Mr. X sought out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, um, yeah. So I so think that kind of covers you. And the identity stuff we can do, like, off. Yeah. yeah. Whatever, that's fine. Uh, Yolanda. Yes. Okay. Uh, Yolanda, give me a performance check and a wisdom save, please. For stuff around Talbaro. A 13 on performance. And a 15 on the wisdom save. Okay, okay. You, you do pretty well. Not outstandingly at any of these things, but um, yeah, you're, you're memorizing your part pretty well, uh, and you're performing it well as well. Like, you're, you're, you're doing a good job of internalizing the role of externalizing the role and also of remembering you know where you're supposed to be what you're supposed to be saying and when there's she's not an explicit still a bit, script a bit distracted with yeah all of it like she's not really coming into her own yet no and there's a lot of stuff going on but uh but you're doing pretty well at it overall um interactions with sorel go fine uh go ahead and roll me an insight check on that okay <laughs> That's much better than the other role. Seventeen. <coughs> she she seems to have a fair amount of knowledge of Bellarel, but no, or or at least little faith, really. Right. Um, she tries very hard as an actress and expects similar effort from everyone else, often critiquing people. Um, kind of leading to her not necessarily stellar reputation amongst the others. Right. But it's not terrible. You don't necessarily mind critiques. They, they help you get better. And the things that she says, while you think they could often be phrased better, um, usually at least have 
some grain of validity to him. Right. She doesn't seem to have much time for non-work-related chat. Things like that. Um, mostly keeps to herself in regards to that stuff. You do notice that that does seem to be more directed toward you than than other people. Like, she seems particularly resistant to uh, to getting up close and personal You're with you. You're just going to be... <clears throat> Colleagues. Yeah, we are coworkers. We are not going to be friends. We're not going to be friends. Um, But it does seem a little bit conflicted to you. And it doesn't seem to be about you exactly. Whether this is something she always does with her co-leads, or or if it's something else, maybe it's because your first show, you're not sure. But for one reason or another, something about your position more than your person right seems to make her go to lengths to create a little additional distance between the two of you which i feel like yolanda would, would be people. pretty fine with given <clears throat> that she grew up as an acolyte in the church and probably you know discussed things with people that were very personal right and she couldn't be too you know like You don't you don't necessarily talk about those things with friends or associates. You talk about them with the people in that position. And right. She's used to the kind of compartmentalization, and she's not gonna yeah try to fight it too much or anything like that. Okay. Good. 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 That is good to know. Um. Generally, she's she's a pretty good uh, actress at all of it, though. But there are there are more um more situations crop up like that first one where. The, she approaches things with very much a, a dry practiced kind of rhythm which doesn't necessarily always work out and it's usually only after trying that several times and then kind of getting fed up with it and going for something that's more based in the heart more from the gut mm-hmm. that that things go a little better i was gonna say we're like a buddy <laughs> cop movie but yolanda's just all heart yeah, she's very by the book. Um, even though it doesn't seem to be working great for her for this production for some reason. Um, and then you've got a coffee date. I do have a coffee date. Yes. Uh, you get together with Marna for you know coffee, croissants, snacks, and such. Um, does anyone else the soundboard is attend also- that? Is anyone else going to go with uh, coffee with Marna Darapal, the leader Ew. of the Order of the Rising Dawn? I pass. <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to leave Yolanda alone. Yolanda would give people permission Yolanda to handle herself. To tell no, her I... <laughs> if they weren't like comfortable, like right. She knows. She knows that it is a potentially risky thing, so she wouldn't get mad if someone's like, "Can I just follow you?" I think. Yeah. I think right. You, I think you sit at a involved. table nearby or something. I think if you would ask Armina to like, I don't know, be there like backup. Right? Yeah. You can, you can see mentally still. So yeah. Just, I would probably be at, at a corner having a croissant. Yeah. Or something. Right. And chilling out with a book. And chilling outside, yeah. and you'd be like, Armina, I need some hey, help. Get like, in here. Yeah. yeah. I I would be backup. Yeah. I okay. I, I, I leave the conversation to you. You wouldn't be yeah. at the table with her. And no, stuff. I, okay. that, it's kind of like a double date or like third wheel kind of thing. You know, right. Kind of weird, you know. I'm just gonna so, sit here and say nothing. <laughs> so yeah, I would be probably like across the the, 
Angela or something like that. Yeah. Fair, fair. Um, she does show up wearing her, her Order of the Rising Dawn robes. Um, but she doesn't really treat it as a sermon. Yolanda's probably wearing a sundress. Fair. Just, <laughs> just looking pretty. Yeah. Just, that's nice. Um, do you, so are there particular topics that you want to hit? Are there particular topics you want to avoid? Uh, topics, topics Yolanda would be fishing for are interpersonal relationship. Like, okay. does she, does she have, do you like, have a lot of friends? friends in the city? Does do she have, have a lot of friends? Has she been in love with anyone who reciprocated? Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well, we already know about Myrdon. Yeah. yeah. We want, you didn't love anyone Have you had any good. healthy yeah. relationships? Yeah. Any like, in your life? Not the one with your zombie cat? Yeah. Um, That's, that is the, that is the core. He's perfectly of, healthy for a corpse. He's yeah. fine. He's very healthy. for. He's the he's healthiest corpse I've ever corpse. seen. That is the, that is the core of what she is trying to, to fish into. Okay. She would be. You know, she would be open to listening to anecdotes about the cat and things like, "How's he doing?" And right. Like, she's she's polite about it. Right. She um, she's not against having you know a bit of debate. Uh, she might ask her to, uh, toward the end, if it's going well, to stop protesting the show <laughs> because she's in it. <laughs> like this is the first play I've ever been she, in, and she doesn't know we broke into her place, right? No. no. Correct. Okay, so don't bring up the cat. No, but yeah. she told us about the cat. Oh, As her she? like yes. awakening moment with Ariel, or she brought it back to life. Oh, right, yeah, yeah okay. That was her aha moment. I um, couldn't remember yeah. if that was something. So Yolanda told us, or something we figured out because yeah, we did the right, yeah. Yeah. read thoughts. I, I believe Fair. she told us about it. And yes, she did. Yeah, yeah. So Yolanda um, would only bring it up in that context. And like, right. Yeah. You mentioned you had a cat. Uh, give me a persuasion check, please. Okay, I'm going to use. Inspiration. Oh, there we go. Natural twenty. Oh, oh shit. Okay. It's, um, so that's a twenty-eight. Um, I believe. Yeah. Uh, she somewhat surprisingly, uh, perhaps, um, is not reticent to talk about non-aerial or related things. Like she's happy talking about. Things related to the order. She's happy talking about things that are not related to the order. Um, and when she does, she actually doesn't treat it that much as a sermon. Like she doesn't bring it up unless she's asked about it. She's right. not one of these people who finds a way to turn everything around mm -hmm. to Ariel or. And Yolanda would probably before, largely you know stay could. away from it because she knows that's something they don't agree on. Like if it doesn't come up, right. she's fine with it not coming up. Right. Like she doesn't mention the robes. In which case, it takes a while to come up. Yeah. Um, you find out that she she likes books. She quite likes books, tending to prefer them to directly interacting with people. Mm -hmm. um, she just often finds interpersonal stuff to be a little much all at once, and she feels like it has this tendency to snowball, like pocket lint, just picking up more things and more things and more things. You start off oh, well, let's go out and, and have coffee, and then coffee leads to conversations, and then that leads to, let me show you this little thing just down the way, and then that leads to, oh, well, now let's grab lunch, and then that leads to, and that leads to, and that mm -hmm. leads to. And she doesn't like that feeling of 
going to do something just like get together with someone and then all of a sudden the whole day is gone mm-hmm. when she sort of planned this one thing um it's a little uncontrolled for her and it's a little bit much mm-hmm. she likes talking to people she says uh you know and she really likes how she's able to talk to people through through her job mm-hmm. because she can talk to them for a while and then wish them a good day and they go off and as far as she knows they have a good day mm-hmm. she... was it like that with Merdan too mm-hmm. like did she feel like time spent with him got away from her and she didn't appreciate it or was it it got sucked away and she was ha- and she wanted she more? was totally fine with it when it got sucked away with him yeah uh even if her time was probably not all she would be willing to have sucked, <laughs> sucked away by him. <laughs> um, but yeah, she she is as you've seen already. She's a little torn about him, like wistful, positive. There's a lot of clashing emotions where she clearly still has a lot of feelings for him, but it is this at the same time knows he doesn't have them for her and so she's trying to not have them like out of respect for him mm-hmm. i know you don't want me to feel this way and so i'm trying not to but it's not working she still feels that way uh she talks about how she she loves books which is fine until you ask her what type and she can't answer because she used to like romances and now they all just aren't right they all, they all pale in comparison. None of them, none of them hit right. None of them sit right. None of them fit right. None of them match what she now knows of love. It would be like reading, you know, a, a, a book of maps about your area, except all of the maps are wrong. If you're reading a book of maps about somewhere you've never been, as far as you know, they're right. And those can be interesting maps to look at. But if they're about a place you've been, and they're not right, you can't enjoy them. I'm sorry if this is out of line, but have you tried having sex with somebody else? <laughs> she <laughs>, laughs uh, and shakes her head and just kind of returns to her croissant. That means no. Does Yolanda have to do an insight check on that? <laughs> One shoe uh, means yes. Two make it, make no. an insight check. All right. <laughs> I can never tell if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> um, that's, that's, a, that's the thing. That's a hot and sexy eight. Yeah, <laughs> it's a hot, a hot and sexy. Eight. Although you did get a net twenty on the persuasion, persuasion. so um, yeah, I feel like you can just read that as a no and a base, and the insight is just yeah um but uh, she you you persuade her to say a little more than Yolanda's she been in her position. yeah um and it, she has actually and it's not necessarily been terrible it's been fine um she doesn't know that it's not the same thing it doesn't go to her heart like it can be handy when her when her body has needs like eating a sandwich can be handy but it's not the same as having you know one of her mother's home-cooked meals with the candles and the table set and her family gathered all around that's not the same as a sandwich she's had some sandwiches but she hasn't found any other home-cooked meals 
Um, and uh, if you if you bring it up, or if not, before she leaves, she will mention that she she noticed you on the day of the sandstorm, even before you made your your greetings, your introduction. Uh, noticed you, recognized from the blood and frayed hair that you'd been fighting, and that she really appreciates it. That you're defending people, those who can't defend themselves and those who can. And that while you might not agree on some things, and she might think that you're a little misguided in where you're approaching things from, she's glad at least to say that the two of you can agree on that, on defending people. Yolanda uh, would return the sentiment that she appreciated the healing that was done. She <laughs> would say, you know, we've, we've been traveling for a while, and we were at a city where people were being kidnapped by the Order and forced to go to the island. She assumes they were being sent somewhere. Somewhere. And that didn't sit right with any of them, and it's part of why they have a bad taste in their mouth in regards to the Order. It's like a little bit of truth. Yeah. That's like so that's truth. like that's almost all the truth. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That yeah. is stopping just short of saying half of our party was sending yeah. kidnapped yeah. yeah. to the island, but that is the vast majority yeah. of yeah. the truth. Yeah, yeah. She, we've been we've been to lots of cities. Totally not just the one. We've <laughs> yeah. uh, been to at least two cities. Yeah, I mean, Salamir still teams another twenty thousand people to classify as a city. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. And, and we're gonna do that apparently with we're totally we to a city and a borough. We've seen a lot of places, and at one of them, one of the many, <laughs> you, if you're counting your hometown yeah. as a city, yeah. that's three. There yeah, we go. There you go. There we go. Definitely a city. Yeah. There we go. Between us, we've <laughs> seen lots of cities. Only been to the We're two. not counting him. <laughs> <laughs> she nods thoughtfully, kind of mulls it over for a moment, and and says that she can she can see how that could be could be frightening, could leave a bad taste in your mouth. Um, you know that makes sense, and she's uh, sorry for bad experiences that you've had in the name of something that should be good. But doesn't say anything more than that. Yeah. And she. No, but that's fair. Yeah, you know, would yeah. be looking for that. Yeah, you would be looking for that in response. Give me an insight for that. <laughs> that's the same yeah. role as last time. Oh, no. That's an eight. Yolanda's too nervous. It's kind of like. If you told someone in the South that one of your relatives had been shot on someone else's property, where they'd be like, oh, that sucks. But also, I believe. But also, like, if home. push came to shove, I would do the same. Like, very yeah. much an idea of that seems excessive based mm -hmm. on what I've been told so far, mm -hmm. but it's not necessarily something that I would never consider doing myself. Right. Yeah. And Yolanda would say yeah, that it was good to see that that wasn't happening here and bite her tongue hard on <laughs> on the rest of it. <laughs> on other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then at one point, as you're drifting off to sleep, you hear a voice in your head. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, I've heard 
and you're looking to talk to them. Yeah. Get in touch. That can be arranged. But I want to make something very, very clear first. You weren't listening like a minute ago. You just got here, right? Hmm. Anyway. <laughs> Inside check on that. <laughs> <laughs> this would be as you're going to sleep. This wouldn't be during the. This wouldn't be right after coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marna, yeah. But just you pass out uh, the while table. you were. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you wanted to wank or whatever before Talking to Basil. Yeah. <laughs> talking to yeah, sure. Just talking to God. That's all. I'm sure that's a euphemism for it somewhere. <laughs> if it's not, it should be. Uh, and just odds or evens is Yolanda in her bed. Uh, go for it. Or someone else's or bed. Or someone else's. Uh, odds she's in someone else's. Even she's okay. in hers. That's an odd. So she's not even fucking home. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, she doesn't respond to your question directly. Right, yeah, anything other yeah, than yeah. a laugh. Now, before I go on, I need to make something very, very clear to you. Alright. It takes a lot of time and work to be as beautiful as I am. And humble. I ain't, I ain't sure that's true, because you got, like, the sex magic and things. It <laughs> requires the sex magic. <laughs> 30 to 36 hours of sleep a night. Wow. Minimum. I feel like without that, you could be at least as pretty as me, though. The well, point is... Whoa. <laughs> You're just begging to get burned by a devil if you say that, though. No. Well, yeah. <laughs> if you carry out the same ritual you've already carried out for contacting an altar planet entity, and if you use the same blood you have already used, that is to say, your blood, right. you will contact the same entity. That's that is to say, me. All right. However, I will remind you again, 30 to 36 hours minimum per day. So I'll get Quixie to keep a time up or something? <laughs> so, if you abuse this privilege you've been given too often, too frequently, and go disturbing me, well then I won't be beautiful anymore. And if I'm not beautiful... Well, there's no choice but for me to be ugly, and you don't want to see me get ugly. All right. Let's I'm, touch up the roots. I'm still pretty sure you'd be pretty, but. <laughs> the fact well, that you thank you. The fact that you probably is 36 hours a day. The fact that you haven't yeah. questioned <laughs> that is hilarious. I'm like, I'm like 36. That doesn't check I'll out. Just get, I'll get Quixie to keep a time. <laughs> I just have no idea. You want to tell me? When later tonight, it's been 36 hours from now, Gracie's yeah. just going to be like, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> I'm off. Forget it. She's all like bleary-eyed from reading that. I'm, I can't. I can't right now. This one. Um, all right. Uh, I can I can do that. And we, we're working together, so I don't want to make you murderous or anything. 
Exactly. Yeah. I don't either. Yeah. That's <laughs> sweet. Well, I guess I'll hear from you some point more than 36 hours from now. And I ain't real sure, uh, you know, what your type of demons like, but I know <laughs> Zig Zig just generally likes pranks, so it's all right if you listen in every now and then. <laughs> She's going to roll insight on that. What makes you think I haven't been? Just figured you might like some new shit. <laughs> no offense, sweetheart, but what about me makes you think? Yeah, that's true. You're a demon. I get I it. I mean, like it. Sure. Yeah. Require it? Mm. Not so much. Well... Given, given that we're having a working relationship, uh, I might as well just give you permission, and then we ain't got no problems. I think that sounds like an excellent plan. Good job. Thank, thank you. You too. <laughs> <laughs> and good night. Next up. So you are now capable of contacting her for the conversation Yay! in question. But Woo! first, we're going to go through... Uh, Calvary would be next, but she's currently That's occupied. Fine, yeah. So I'm going to jump to Planeswalker instead. Planeswalker. Yeah. <laughs> You're here. Yeah, did I have things I wanted to do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tight. You had the most things out of anyone, actually. You had a big thing, arguably. <laughs> and the worst memory. <laughs> that amazing combination. Maybe not the most individual things, but, but you know, one of them could be pretty involved. Um, give me an intimidation check for starters. Uh, for shit around, Calbaro. Um, pre or post level up? Because uh, my pre level up my proficiency one, modifier. Yes, increased. everyone's proficiency did go up. Yeah, it does. It probably doesn't really matter overly, unless this is the difference between like you getting a four and you getting a five. But I don't think that's even possible. It's the difference between a thirteen and a fourteen. So doesn't matter. Planeswalker, you do get the feeling that part of the reason why the Order don't come into the alleyway, a substantial part of it, is because you're now in the alleyway. Apparently they used to more. They would shout things at Vicky uh, and try to get her to, like, turn coat or let them in. They wouldn't come in all the way, but they'd at least stand to the opening and shout down at her. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. Sorry. You might want to say that. Ask in him like... does, does Marna say anything in regards to trying to stop the play when Yolanda asks her not to? Um, She asks how you would react if she asked you to stop helping people. No, see, if you put on your own play, we ain't going to stop an aerial or play, so what does <laughs> matter? absolutely <laughs> would stop an aerial. You almost stopped this play thinking that Alistair might be a something they were angling. Do you want I me was, to roll? Just I was barely willing to let her heal people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know all you guys there when the sand, after the sandstorm and shit. I can uh, feel all of you being uh, like... Are we gonna go punch her? If Let's I wasn't go punch so her injured, her that's a seventeen on my deception. <laughs> okay, that's good. Um, she and we're not there to just smiles. burst out laughing in the background. <laughs> that bald-faced <laughs> fucking lie. 
Yolanda's uh, like, I'm going to practice acting. Practicing. Oh. <laughs> acting. You thought I was asleep there, didn't you? Acting. Um, she smiles and says that she appreciates that. And then deflates a little bit and says that if she's honest, uh, she's quite certain they're not going to be able to stop the play from happening. And she isn't even really trying for that anymore because she doesn't think there's much point in trying for something that you know isn't going to happen. Again, you can tell there's conflicting feelings here, kind of like Nerdon. Um, but she is just hoping to open people's eyes to the the hypocrisy of heaven and hell, as she calls it. Um, something which, you know, she thinks after that sandstorm, people are probably more familiar with than they might be otherwise. Because I'd invite you to, but I ain't sure anybody's going to let you in. I doubt they would. But... Well, I've always been told that it's rude to pass up an invitation. So I appreciate that. <laughs> Matt, that's slow grow. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, don't let her in. <laughs> Sleeks in that way. No one's going to let her in. Yeah. At any rate, uh, that's that's about it for, for that conversation. Just, yeah. You know, hey, don't ruin my play, please. So in Imaginaryville... Um, <laughs> We'll cut this out. <laughs> Planeswalker. Um, since we just barely started my stuff and Jasmine was up next, do you want to just... Sure. Like, I've literally done one roll and one yeah, sentence, so easy enough to jump to the actual initiative order. Okay. Yeah, Ray. Slow down, Hansel. Around Calbaro. Pranks, pranks are easy. Pranks are easy for you. So good. Pranks are good. You start doing some classics, you know, things like tying shoelaces together, stinky, sticky things on the doorknobs, cayenne pepper in, honestly, just everything on the on the uh, table. So many drinks. I put put yeah. a lot of put a lot of hot, spicy things in drinks. And then you put it in the water too, yeah. so people are like, ah, too spicy, and they go to drink some water, and they're like, ah, it's spicy. Why is it spicy? Um. <laughs> Go, give me uh give me a wisdom save please wisdom save um is this against being frightened no okay. 10 you you start to get a little bit intimidated by the scope of everything though like there are so many people here there's so much stuff going on the big stage all the actors Balaston's words just keep ringing through your mind prove it to me show me you have to start thinking bigger. <laughs> More advanced pranks. Something really big. A real showstopper. Big pranks. Big pranks. Big pranks. Huge pranks. Something needs to You're explode. You're like, let's do several things. Let's do several things. <laughs> uh, give me a persuasion check and a sleight of hand check. Nice. Slight of hand. 
is not as good. <laughs> oh, but I get to add a lot to it. So never mind, sixteen. Nice. <laughs> um, you start you start buddying up to stagehands, workers, carpenters, things like that. Give them little distractions, little suggestions, changing things a little bit, small things here and there, nothing too big. Things like you know, hey, that that stage prop would take up a lot less space off stage if you gave it a hinge here. Then you could fold it up when you're off stage, or oh no, I think that should be. I think you should move that a bit to the left, or you know, you should paint that a really bright, uh, obvious color on the backside, that prop, so the audience won't see it, but it'll be easier for the stagehands to see in the dim light for set changes, right? Things like that. See the plan. The plan. Plan it all. Is you've looked at you've looked at the stuff, the script and the the descriptions of things, and you know. What's going to be on the stage? What it's all going to be like just before intermission? <laughs> That's when you act. And those are the props you're focusing on. Get them all set up in just the right places, like dominoes. Pull the right rope as they go to intermission. Knock them all over like a giant Rube Goldberg machine, and reveal a hidden message. Would you? Butts. <laughs> butts. Dick butts. And then you can be hiding up in the rafters like the Phantom of the Opera, just laughing. <laughs> that was a start. That was way too worse. A good laugh. <laughs> Hiram contacts you at one point, oh? asking for help. Yeah, I Client. <laughs> Hello. Friend. <laughs> Uh, a client of his suspects that her business partner is using their warehouse for other side jobs and cutting her out of profits. You have to get in there, sneak in, or convince your way in, or break in, or something, and find evidence. So, uh, how, would you, how do you want to try to get in? Do you want to try to sneak in? Do you want to try to convince your way in? Do you want to try to, like, break in? What do you mean? Well, I want to try to persuade you. Try to persuade you in? Okay, give me a persuasion check. Persuasive. I'm just so fucking cute. Twenty-three. That's very persuasive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you go up. It's not hard to tell that it's being used for something. There's someone who's hanging out around it, and like they're not. You know, they're they're just kind of hanging out there. They got it. They, they they got a fire barrel. Maybe they're just hanging around, but they don't look like they spend all of their time hanging out there around the fire barrel. They look like they're only there a few hours a night. You go up, they just kind of look at you, and they're like, all right, so, uh... Hi. Yeah, how's how's it going? How's it going? Is, what's, what's up? Through a little bit of, of verbal massaging, you get admitted access. <laughs> verbal massage. <laughs> Goes over to the door, wraps out a pattern. The fact that you thought about that is just <laughs> so retching, retching. Is it me you're looking for? I don't know what. Are you quoting Lyle Richie? Singing Lyle Richie. Lyle. <laughs> is that I'm verbal being, massaging? Yeah, yeah, I'm being persuasive. For some people. Yeah, it's verbal <laughs> massaging. What are you persuading him into, lesbian? Listen, I you throw on some, what is it, Barry Manilow, Barry uh, White? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, some Barry. Barry Manilow Someone and Barry named Barry. White. Drew Barrymore, you know, who knows. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he goes up, 
raps out a pattern on the door, and then a moment later it slides back, and you get admitted entrance. You see people off further in the warehouse, unlit except for at a distance. Like a speakeasy? Surrounding something. Shouting, cheering, calling out. You see money going back and forth. Coins, oh. bills, all kinds Wait, of what stuff. Is it? What is it? What Betting. Is it? A gambling ring. <gasps> what are they doing? You make your way up. They're around a, 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 a chicken wire fence area. Oh, they better not be covered in chicken wire. Better not. Better not be covered. <laughs> chicken <laughs> Add these glasses back up. I'm on the case. What if they're fighting cockroaches? Oh, cockroach oh, fighting. Oh, cockroach fighting would be fine. Cockroach I'm hoping it's. I'm like just like I want to get. I want to get the barometer on which animal fighting rings we're setting <laughs> down. <laughs> which ones are we down with? Because those are the ones I'm setting up. I feel like I feel like Planeswalker is gonna just. No, I guess he'd probably be okay with them. Oh yeah. So. yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't, he, I he don't think he would them, realize so. the yeah. ethical implications. No. Maybe yeah. if he cast talk with animals and like realized they were being abused, but then he would probably try to set up an ethical dog fighting ring yeah. with like the ones who wanted see, to see, fight. See, yeah, because yeah. he's like, well, I'd fight <laughs> like, someone to the death. So like, yeah. there's got to be some there's dog. There's got to be dogs dogs who would do that for fun. And honestly, you can talk to animals and stuff with geese. Fighting yeah. Geese, but not chickens. But not chickens. Geese, the more intelligent plucky. ones. Geese are clucky. Just clucky. And, and geese are horrifying. Clucky would love to be in a cockfighting ring. <laughs> That's what you should do. If there's Put any chicken that should be in a cockfighting, it's clucky. <laughs> it's clucky. Like, you have a big racket. Like, you have, you know, blades. Like, blade. I guess the thing is, yeah, you for him. Like, could talk to an animal and get it to consent to it, it would probably be fine. Yeah, then you're but just watching like well, a, you have a fighting like match. A, tr- a translator yeah. right yeah. here. You, you... Um, but what you see is not a fighting match, Calorie. Uh, what you see instead is a... <laughs> Jesus. Um, you see an ornately carved and painted grid with with dozens of, of little tiny carved holders, like like a tiny egg cup. Like a tiny egg cup, each one. And each one holds an acorn. And each square has a number. People are going around placing bets, placing bets. That's all you see is this grid and all these little acorns. What the fuck? And then someone calls out, all right, bet's closed. What's happening? And you just hear, as a squirrel gets tossed into the middle of the ring. (laughs) Runs around. Terrified for several moments, and then stops, <laughs> looks around in that twitchy way that squirrels do, and just yanks up an acorn, stuffs it into his mouth. People cheer, people oh. boo, people shout at the squirrel. Oh Fuck God. you! Number seventeen wins half of the pot. The house takes the other half. Squirrels hunger and their cravings. The squirrel gets picked up, tucked back into a shirt pocket. <laughs> A new acorn is placed, <laughs> and a new round of betting is open. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Took you a second to. Pro- <laughs> That's awesome. The second squirrels. I, I, I imagine. I am. I imagine a lot like. How many squirrels no. would a squirrel chuck, Chuck? If the squirrels chuck, chuck could chuck squirrels. I imagine these like really down, like you know, low life kind of criminals. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. Lo- like. Or, like Give me the fluffiest tail. Those guys are always like yeah. they, they have these strategies yeah, of picking yeah. squirrels. That know yeah, there's like no, no, this one's a red they squirrel. They always go for the like even horses numbers. Horses in the races. Yeah, 
there's like doping scandals and shit. They're like, you pushed some shit in that acorn to make him go for it, didn't you? <laughs> there's cocaine in the acorns. Cocaine corns. Cocaine corns. But yeah, you uh, you you gather all the evidence you need, Calry. Yeah. Make your way back out. Successful job. Successful well done. Job. Lost all my money up front. <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna Are you gonna put any money on the coins? Yes, you gotta. Just gotta put some money on the coins. <laughs> all right. What, you, what are you putting your money on? You can what? put as much as you want on any. And like, what are you putting on where? Calorie's gonna put. How many numbers are there? Yeah. Like, what's it to? Yeah. Uh, there are sixteen squares, four by four grid. The four by four grid, sixteen squares. Okay, 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 okay. And 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 they're all numbered like one to sixteen. The grid is numbered one to sixteen. Yes. Okay. Gonna put forty gold on. Going hot. Uh, on five. Yeah, yeah, going in clear, hot. What's the standard bet in a place <laughs> like this? <laughs> you see people placing all kinds of holy fucking shit. Uh, Matt, poke your head over this and look at that, please, and tell me what it is. Get the hell out of here! <laughs> Get out! You said five. That's file, a number five. File so. a million our smiles. File a million our smiles yeah. on you. You get Ow. eighty gold. Get eighty gold. Ah, oh, yes, perfect. Okay. What the hell? Okay, um, um, so I just get plus 40 because I didn't take any away. He's used 80 there. gold. Like. He's sent here to investigate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get evidence. She, the has problem. To, she has to make sure it's, like it's happening. Maybe if I win enough, I'll get like a tax receipt and then I can. Also, <laughs> really low payout for something that's a 1 in 16. Chance. I don't know. I'll be honest. Did I just have a 1 to 2. I didn't go half, looking up like half what. It was the pot, but who knows how much the rest of the pot was. Yeah. Yeah. If it was half the pot, the other half of the pot is 80 gold. Yeah, which yeah. is not. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. but, but that's what I mean. Like he ha- he didn't figure out how big the pot right, was. Fine, oh, that's yeah. fair. Here, uh, what's what's I don't know what makes. I more guess sense. It, I guess <laughs> if there's like <laughs> yeah, a bunch yeah. of other people there and they we'll, all we'll get the economics gold, yeah. of it later. I guess. <laughs> I, I, I doubled my money. I didn't I didn't come up with any like in depth rules for this. I'm honest. It's okay. Why we'll not? Bit. I know. I should have. Let's be fair. The previous winner. One on number seventeen out of a sixteen number. I, I caught yeah, yeah. Fair, fair. fair. I heard that too. I don't want to call it out there. I appreciate that it's the wizard that knows. It's the note taker. I heard it. I didn't want to say it. I'm like, wait, wait. He said that he was winning. I'm beginning to suspect that the fictional game of squirrel tossing might not be entirely legitimate. (laughs) I gotta come up with rules now. Like the use of the building. I love it. It's a conspiracy, y'all. It is now canon, this thing. There's rackets in all cities across the land. Everywhere we go, we gotta look for the squirrel tossing ring. Obviously, this is just the underground squirrel tossing ring. This is gonna be an above ground one somewhere. Squirrel tossing league, that's where the money's yeah, at. Yeah, legit. <laughs> really, yeah. You go straight. That's the dream of every they squirrel toss. They one toss them in and tiny straight. little balls. They pop out of it with a little... I choose you. Wait a minute. Like, she was actually, you know, in it. Yeah. That's why she yeah, gambled. It'd be yeah. weird if she just showed up and left. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. It's character. Who shows up to a horse track, looks at all the horses and goes, no. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then walks off. No. Someone who loves horses. <laughs> I'm just gonna look at the ponies, man. I'm just gonna look at the ponies. Oh my god. Yeah, those sure are horses. <laughs> ah, wow. 
time to continue my day. What was I thinking of? <laughs> Obviously, you know, I've, I've got a sure babies. thing here. Um, I think number 12 over there, that one's a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I got 50 bucks on that one's a horse. Unfortunately, that one's a horse is the name of one of the contestants. I was going like, to say. Right, $50 on that one's a horse. And in first, it's that one's a horse. And second, it's no, it's a goose. And in third place. Horse <laughs> <laughs> oh. racing, explain oh, yourself. God. Okay. Um, <laughs> planeswalker. You're at it now, Planeswalker. At Calbaro, uh, you are your bodyguard, a door guard, backdoor man. That's you. Uh, and you were fairly sure that a, a, a fair chunk of the reason why the Order of the Rising Dawn aren't coming up to the door, or even really right up to the alleyway, is because of your presence there. You tend to have that effect on people, especially when you want to. And right now, you want to. You'd be happy if they kept at a distance. They keep using words that sound kind of like the other words, and you don't like that. You don't trust it. They're getting real close to, like, poetry? Yeah. And that's, Not I'm trustworthy. pretty sure, against the law. Yeah, you think it's illegal. No. Which means that anything you do to them isn't illegal. <laughs> Anytime they rhyme, and, like, the better the rhyme, I just, like, crack it's like, my knuckles ominously. <laughs> that's why they started writing worse and worse rhymes. They're, like, <laughs> They're just like, shit, uh, the big guy doesn't like it? <laughs> Wait, is, is that a limerick? Nope, not my watch. <laughs> let's let's not do any five seven five. So I was gonna say one of them actually no writes a haiku. <laughs> no haikus have been this shit. <laughs> um, give me as well uh, a persuasion check with advantage. That's good. <laughs> How good is it? Well, it's better than just doing a straight roll. I get Fair. to do two straight rolls. Ooh. I have no modifier. Look at. Roll the dice. Oh, oh, sexy. Yeah. If I put the two numbers together back to back, it's a 25. <laughs> but given that I can't do that, that's a sick and tasty five. <laughs> I saw the five. I'm like, that sucks. I saw the two and I was like, did you net? Oh. Mm. <laughs> I really know. I got a natural number. Doesn't matter which number, it's fine. It's natural. Uh, <laughs> All natural. Easy, breezy, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, give me an insight check as well, please. I at least have a positive modifier to that. 18. Okay. Sorel's um, kids reacted way better to you the, the first day than necessarily after that. They, they probably it's just the next time they're a little off put or something. But then after that, they get back into in, into playing with you a little more, having fun. Um, just not a little weird given the kind of way they immediately took to you on your first interaction to see them then balk a little bit. You were still in intimidation <clears throat> mode with the order. Still had that. Vibe. That's what it was. You're like, oh shit! I wiped blood on myself and stuff. I think. <laughs> Hand mark across your face, just like. Yeah. Don't worry, don't worry. It's human blood. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry. It's mine. It's not mine. It's mine, yeah. actually. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay because it's mine. I didn't. Steal or it they're from just anyone. off put because you're clean, like Quixie cleaned you, and like last time you were straight from battle. Like, yeah. He's too. Mold clean. Earth dirt, baby. Yeah. 
It's like when when dad shaves and the baby's like, "What? what Who are you?" Yeah. I like to imagine Planeswalker is like a chinchilla. <laughs> <laughs> he dust bags. He just takes dust bags. <laughs> it's not good actually to get him too clean. Yeah, <laughs> but, but he bathes like a chinchilla. Like he just like he'll like, acquire like, yeah, yeah. he'll acquire mold if you let him sit <laughs> oh in water God. too long. That's no good. That's no, no good. Like a sloth. Skin yeah. condition. Um. You you notice though that like Sorel is quite grateful for it uh, because it means fewer interruptions for her. Uh, when they're paying attention to you, they're not looking for her attention nearly as much. Um, but she also seems a little bit a little bit frightened about it, a little bit worried about it. It's fairly clear to you that she cares for them quite deeply, um, and is a little relieved that your reactions with them aren't wholly positive because sometimes when they are like when you're on a streak of things just going really well with them she gets a little worried um in a way that makes you feel like it's a what if this goes wrong you know you don't want to get used to something and then see it suddenly disappear, get the rug pulled out from under you, and so you actually get the feeling that she is more of a fan of the fact that sometimes things don't go perfectly with the kids, and that there are some moments of, like, them being a little startled, or them being a little confused by the joke you tried to tell, or, like, not... Nothing goes terribly. Um, because it is Planeswalker and kids, and you're gonna have to roll lower than a five for things to go terribly. Not much lower than a five, just a four. Hey. But you managed to pull it out I of terrible territory. Um, yeah, that's kind of her, your read of her on the on the situation. Just in the alleyway, one kid on each arm, just curling. <laughs> Every set you swap them back and forth to keep the games even. Yeah. I kind of like walk up and down the, the alleyway, kind of looking for her name, but then I kind of look over and... He's doing deadlifts. Like yeah. he's just <laughs> lifting people. He's lifting whole babies. I mean, I'm pretty scary, but I mean, come on. I got nothing on this guy. He's got kids out here. You should look for rats. Here. Look for rats. You look for rats. All right. Give me a perception check. Rats. Uh, also, did you want to put that angel rib into your sword? Oh. You pulled a, a rib out of an angel snake, and you were talking about maybe putting it in your sword. Um, my perception, uh, uh, yeah, no, that's the same no matter how I look at that. <laughs> <laughs> this angle. Ah. What's that about? Um, what if I read the modifier first and then add it to yeah. that? I was like, maybe I did the math wrong on how the, the proficiency adds to the base. Yeah. Did you give yourself another proficiency? Because I did, but we're doing this pre-level up. Oh, yeah. So I, I'm oh. having to manually subtract what I've already right. added, but it's just one. Um, yeah. Only one of the things he's asked me to roll has not had my proficiency bonus added to it, but <laughs> it's fine. Um, what was the question? Perception check. <laughs> Perception check was a ten. What was the other question? Okay. Angel rib. Um, the angel rib. Did oh. you did you want to put that in your sword? Because you've been talking yes. about that a bit. Yeah. Armina would have been telling that me that she can like make make stuff. So. I would like to get Armina to put it in my sword. Okay. Okay. 
Um, My idea is just open sword up, drop angel ribbon, close sword up. Like just a an implant, I mean, just in the, the fucking middle of it. Zipper that's just <laughs> yeah. on the blade. Yeah, I mean, I would however, imagine, I, would I believe Armina might veto that idea. Maybe a slightly fancier. Uh, idea. I'm like a tourist, kind of like drawing sketches with him. Yeah, half the time. Like, yeah, yeah, I get what you're going for. Yeah, yeah. Let's just uh, I imagine work I can take his sword and kind of like do cool calligraphy on the side. Yeah, like if he wants to. It, how how how's this for an idea? How would Planeswalker feel? Uh, do you familiar with the Spear of Destiny? No? Okay, it's here. <laughs> Let me see if I can find a picture of said no good, supposedly and I was like, oh, it. I'm not going to explain what it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not, I mean, not necessarily good. I just, I'm going to look up a, a, a picture here to see if. Um, um, I'll be honest, if it hasn't appeared in this campaign before, it definitely Oh, no, it's from the real world. It's supposedly what they use to take Planes. Oh, that's Oh, it's a real thing. Yeah. Well,. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's at least it's a supposedly but it's, a, it's a non D and D. It's the Christianity uh, fanfic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It is a real artifact. It I does exist, yeah. like the Shroud of Turin or something. Spear. Oh. No, he got stabbed with a spear oh. while on the cross. Okay. Yes, but it's got um, it's got this thing going on in it. Okay, yeah. Basically, the the spear has okay, a hollow like, in the middle, yeah. and that thing that's in the middle is supposedly one of the nails out of the crucifix. Okay. Um, oh, that right was on. what I had in mind, maybe for the rib, is to yeah. have like a hollow in the middle of the great sword, and then the rib just like bound in there, floating in the middle. Yeah. If that sounds cool, the planeswalker. Also, if he, if uh, sorry, Armino wants to do some fancy like calligraphy work on it, just grind up a little bit of angel dust to like. You know that thing where they like acid wash over etching in metal? Okay, to, yeah. To like leave a, a relief? Just grind up some angel dust to like work into the engraving? This is so metal. <laughs> I love it. Um, before I do the work, I would want to cast an identify on that rib. Just mm -hmm. to kind of make sure I'm not cursing Planeswalker. Yeah, like, no, it's just, just a common angelic yeah, item. It's just a, a, an item of power. It doesn't have any inherent enchantment uh, to it or, or explicit magical ability, but it can be a, a source of magic. And yeah, okay. if you work it into things in the right way, it can make those things more powerful. I guess a day during our downtime, I would invite Planeswalker to the temple, and while he waits, I can do the uh, ritual to... Yeah. Yeah, I and see it. yeah, <laughs> over time you do you 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 work in you get this filigree going in there, the etchings, the you make the cavity wash. for the for the rib, then you get it in there, bound in with you know metal wires holding it suspended in there. And can I sharpen it to the whetstone? <sighs> oh yeah, and that, it takes a lot of sharpening. You have seen wood axes sharpen this. You have seen hammers sharper than this great sword. <laughs> oh, it man. is only legally defined as slashing damage. <laughs> legally defined. Yeah. He has a whetstone. He only uses it on his sickle. Yeah. And he doesn't use his sickle to cut anything. So. <laughs> so maybe you have a little discussion with Planeswalker about weapons making like, 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 you really like, gotta work out like this. Like, I hit them hard, it's fine. I, like, show him how to, like, sharpen it with, like, the angle. And yeah. So you press down on an angle 45 degrees, and you gotta pull it back this way. 
but <laughs> as you finish your work, Armina, uh, you know that that's not really going to be important anymore because what you end up with Shit. is a plus one greatsword. Hey. Uh, so you get to add plus one to attack and damage rolls. And it is magical for the purpose of overcoming damage resistance. Uh, is it, like, just magical, not any specific type Correct. of magic? It doesn't okay. have, like, an explicit spell that can be cast from it, at least not yet. If and that's when you say plus one <laughs> for attack, that means, like, when I roll the die, I add to an extra plus yeah. one when if you, I'm when you roll, sword. Yeah, you now, so you now get your die roll nice. plus your strength and proficiency plus an additional one. Nice. Um, and you get it to damage as well. So Strength you're and proficiency. You can hit ghosts. I get to do plus ten. Yeah, you can so you get plus ten to hit, and then plus like also ten to damage, especially if you're raging. Uh, like plus a fucking lot, because you'll get your rage bonus is four, I think. Your strength my, bonus is four or five. Uh, five, yeah, five? and then one from so, the yeah. magic. So yeah, when you're raging, you will get plus ten and to damage. <laughs> With my new level up, if I crit, I get to roll an extra d6 in addition to Ooh, doubling the damage. Nice. Oh. Um, so it'll be five d6 plus ten. Yeah. On a crit. Well, it says I get to roll. Vicious. Uh, <laughs> it's brutal critical. I, I I drag the sword out of the temple because I, I I'm probably too weak to carry it over <laughs> my shoulder. <laughs> So big. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to scuff it, so I'm trying to like hold it up. It goes kathunk, kathunk, kathunk. I hunt down the things. I try to like present it to him. Pick it up with one hand. Nice. For God's nice. sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of into this thing. So if if it's not good, let me know. I just immediately take that like refund. whatever's closest garbage can, rock, bench. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever inanimate object is uh, nearest. It'll blend. Yeah, it'll blend. It'll bl- it'll wow, bl- that... Very it's not sharp. nearly as splintered as it normally would be. No, it's, pre- no, it's, it's scarily precise and cut, like like a... Wow. Like a person. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, does it fall apart like something out of Johnny Mnemonic? No, it laser just slash? tests the blade edge, but just loses fucking... It's sharp. <laughs> it's sharp. Yeah. yeah. He didn't used to do that. Yeah, I wouldn't do that again. <laughs> yeah. Up until now, he's just been sleeping on his sword. Yeah, it's, it's just been a safety <laughs> measure. A giant butter Dull knife. Dull blade won't cut you by accident. <laughs> he's gonna wake up with cuts all over. Planeswalker. One night. Uh, while you're you're sitting, uh, you know, you're having some having some food. You get some food from a, a cart on your way back. Uh, someone walks up to you broad-shouldered, uh, thick-armed human man uh, whose white hair uh, almost matches his his eyes. That's how light blue they are. Nearly white. And also have twin pupils Ooh. in his eyes. <laughs> if only takes... I could remember what I was going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> takes a seat at the uh, at the stall next to you introduces himself. My name is Oliver Ironclaw. And I hear you have questions about Moonsplates. He goes on and says that he will answer some questions as he can. Explains to you that uh, he's from far up north, a city called Icarva. Uh, And he 
Well, he says he might as well start at the beginning. Moon's bloods, sometimes called werefolk, bear the mark of the Green Lady. Some call it a curse, some call it a blessing, some call it a gift. He says that to him it's just a kinship. It can be good or bad, like anything you get from your parents, strength or hair color or interests. It can be good in some cases, bad in some cases. It can be both throughout your lifetime. He didn't have the bark from birth, though. But he still considers the Green Lady a parent of his, so he has three parents. Moonsbloods all share a kinship with her, and also with an animal. This is usually inherited from whoever brings them into the fold. They can take on aspects of this animal, or even transform into the animal. The strength of it and the control they have depends on their own selves, like how long someone can fight. Natural toughness, skill with a blade, innate talent, reflexes, quality of equipment, all kinds of things can affect it, so there's no hard and fast rule about it. Most Moonsbloods struggle with it at least sometimes, though, with control, with their transformation. Full Moons make control harder. Twin Moons is especially difficult. The longer a night goes on, as well, the less control they have. And Planeswalker, you would know from your travels that different places have different lengths of night. You're not really certain why, but some spots the night is half of the day, and then you'll you'll go a couple of weeks, and the night is, you know, three quarters or two thirds. And also that it changes with the seasons, of course. Uh, give me an insight check and a persuasion check. Cool. Famously good at those. Uh, insight 18 again. Get that tasty five persuasion. Oh, 16. Hey, hey. Um, you can tell, you know, there's more to the story. And by the way, if you have any, like, explicit questions that you want to ask, feel free to interject or anything. You can tell there's more to the story that he's, you can tell there's more to the story. More that he is not telling, though also not exactly necessarily hiding as a secret. And so you ask some more questions, do a little more digging. You know, well, how how do you get it? If, you, if you're not born with it, how do you get brought into the fold? How does one come to acquire, you know, this gift? What might that entail? Does the bark mean that you are a were-tree? Yes. <laughs> the bark. That's what you called it. You the, said the mark. Oh, the mark. The mark of I the thought you said the bark. The mark of I the thought green it was lady. your way of like trying to not be like, oh, the bite. Bark like. of the green lady. The bark of the green. Oh, I thought I he's it. a werewolf. I mean, so Planeswalker <laughs> is intimately aware of her bark. Yes. I fucked the green lady. <laughs> um. You, you, you ask after some of these things. The, acquiring the mark of the green lady. And whether it means he's a were-shooting target. Um, and no, if he, he says does. the mark, I'd probably ask if I could see it. <laughs> Can I see it? He shows you. 
Oh, it's a real fish. He lifts up his shirt and shows you a large scar of a bite wound. Or several, actually. And claw wounds. Deep, large ones. Give me a nature check, Tanzar. Green lady. Not the most carnivorous creature I've met. <laughs> At least in, like, jaw structure. Her diet could be whatever. Yeah? But She had some carnivore teeth in her mouth. Yeah, but I Amongst feel like others. there's, like... But certainly not, like, jaw, bites small, a whole narrow, human-side torso. Yeah. Well, wolf. Moonkin... Moon's blood. Yeah. Furry yeah. jaw. Yeah, furry <laughs> jaw. Furry bitches. Um, Gifsters. 16. Uh, cool. Um, 16, Planeswalker, these are bear attack scars. Not the bark. The grrr. He explains that he went out with a hunting party of 12. One by yeah, one. Being friends with a werebear would be so nice, because then you could have a bear I'd to snuggle. What about a werebear? <laughs> if you wear owlbears like this? He likes to use bear in the club. <laughs> bear in <laughs> the streets, bear in the sheets. Yeah, there you go. Uh, went out with a hunting party of 12. One by one, they fell during storms, dragged off by something, on solid ice that suddenly ruptured and dragged them under. One by one. Nights last long near a Karvik. This one was two weeks. The first few days, they found carcasses. Some of their food was stolen, but as the days passed, hunters started to think they were being followed, to see something moving. Men and women started going missing. When there were seven left, they saw the beast. A great white bear, taller than a man at the shoulder, with green eyes bright as jewels. The others all died. But Olvor ended up fighting the bear. Bit him clawed him, but he wounded it as well with his spear, with his knife. They fought for an hour, more, he's not sure, growing weaker and weaker with every passing minute, both of them, until as the sky lightened and the sun rose for the first time in two weeks, he collapsed and felt the bear collapse alongside him. He had no strength left, though, and it seemed the bear didn't either, because it just lay there breathing roughly, but breathing still. He lost consciousness, and when he awoke, the bear was gone. In its place was a woman with long ears, wearing no clothing but covered in white fur like a bear might have been, but much shorter, a snow elf. He recognized the same jewel-green eyes in her that the bear had had. She had spread the kinship to him through the wounding of him. So she at said, no point did he fuck the bear. <laughs> <laughs> also, also, I guarantee you they did not fight for did. hours. No. It <laughs> was six minutes. Who, yeah, yeah, it was like... It was six and a half minutes. Like when any fuck boys <laughs> like, yeah, nine hours. Like, yeah, sure, 87 seconds, yeah. Jimmy. Um, Jimmy. You, you rolled pretty high on insight. Yeah, he definitely fucked the bear at some point. Maybe, probably not before that, but de definitely afterwards. Yeah. Um, she had said that he was the only one to pass her tests, although he always wondered her whether... being murder. <laughs> yeah. He was the only one who was strong Oh, enough. you passed my trial. Yes. You fucking murdered eight people. My trial. of wisdom and bravery. You stabbed them enough. in the skull. <laughs> Shot him, did it. You ate his head off. 
Yes, well, if he'd had a stronger head or a less tasty one. <laughs> nom, 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 um, nom, nom, nom. Oh, man, where sharks would be so bad. <laughs> they just pass it to everybody because they take one bite and then be like, and then nah. fuck off. <laughs> You're not a seal. Just Ralph go swimming in the ocean at night. <laughs> That's <laughs> just a good rule for life. Where sharks swimming are okay, in the but like, They dared me to. <laughs> also... So there what are aquatic places. shark and you're on land? You're in the desert <laughs> and then there's twin moons and you just fucking and flop, flop. <laughs> I hope Mermaid somebody style. has to eat water. The sharks have to keep swinging, swimming oh, to breathe. Yeah. You can't even be in a bathtub. Unless you're like that one type of shark that doesn't need movement of water over its gills. Yeah. Most just get sharks, someone though. to stick their hand in you the thing and just really swoosh it. You need a really good friend. <laughs> you just gotta get a hot tub hey with man. a jet. Yeah. <laughs> a ride or die. Literally, ride or die. Ride like. or fucking die. Just keep swimming. Um, just keep <laughs> Dory. But, uh, yeah, he he always wondered whether she wasn't actually testing them and had just lost control and regained it only at that last Definitely. moment. Uh, and Definitely. confesses to you. They would never admit that. Never trust he an just elf. Immediately, he's like, "I've met some elves." Yeah. She was lying and she didn't was want to admit totally that she just lost covering control. Shit up. Yeah. Um. He admits <laughs> that he doesn't know which one he'd prefer, whether his friends died to a mad beast or that they died deliberately slain by a thinking creature. Um, I regardless. know which one I prefer. <laughs> Mad Beast. Mad Beast? All I right. would way rather my friends die of a freak accident than a deliberate planned thing. Fair. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Just salt in the moon in a different way. It's like, Ugh. It's like, would you rather have your friends go through, like, Chucky and then fuck Chucky <laughs> and become a Chucky or through because Freddy Krueger would you rather them all just it's die Freddy to Kruger, a bear and then you fuck <laughs> I don't think Chucky's directed I think Chucky's a beast I in this like case I feel like this conversation's happening in canon what's a chucky like, well, i would do this <laughs> I would, you're just like, just swapping relevant like lore. i feel like no no, no. it's not chucky it's uh chucky. yeah uh it's a story for that i heard steramax the, the wild doll that <laughs> yes. the child's doll you know the living one with the knife yeah kills people would you fuck a doll? That's what I'm asking. <laughs> no, it's not. Wait a second. Doll gets married, you know. Um, but he went with her for a time uh, to learn about his new attributes and about her as well. Uh, it turns out she come she came from a a culture, a people who are comprised entirely of moonslugs. They are nothing but werefolk of many, many different types. Inbred. Um, <laughs> they 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 often expand their population through induction from the outside. Ah, cult. Um, <laughs> and he, this guy's he, just like I regret this. <laughs> he ends it off with an offer, uh, and says that there is there is a symbol of testing, which can be displayed, a symbol of trial, which. You can choose to display, and then if 
they find you and they are in a mood to test and they think they see you as worthy, they may come at you and fight you. I'm sorry, I'm just picturing Planeswalker doing this. <laughs> and then he's just like, well, I know I have to get bit, and then, you know, whatever. And so he just, like, passes things, all his like, attacks, just like... and just ends up back in the fucking bureaucracy of death. <laughs> She's like, what, what is this stuff? He's like, I'm gonna be a werebear! I'm gonna be a something! A were- Also, this is me. unfair, because there's no way Planeswalker can say no to a test and challenge. It's like, it doesn't matter if he wants to be a person or not. <laughs> it's, uh, he's... Ultimately, he's gonna thank him, take the. If it's he'll a write it down in a book, so like you can like knowledge yeah. thing. He, it's a it is a symbol that yeah. you can he's not make and display. It outright. Yeah, um, um, but he will end up talking to contract max master quixie about it because he's like, I feel like there's math to be done on this. Litigation, yeah. Litigation. something uh, happening. The image of a werebull, like coming out of I red could be fucking anything. <laughs> That's the thing. I don't get to choose what I'm a. I could be a were rat. Yep. Oh, no. You so could be a were mouse. Yep. You could be a were mouse. Not even a rat. Or a it or might be easy to be a were rat because one of those kind owes you a favor. <laughs> yeah. Or, or like the were like pill bug. Like morsel. Oh <laughs> a were stick bug. How? A were ant. How? Does the pill bug bite you? Bite, 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 bite. <laughs> it will Very try. Slowly. <laughs> Aware fire ant. Them. <laughs> oh god. I feel like there's certain things you just can't be aware of. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of things Planeswalker isn't aware of. <laughs> Proposal to enter a cult of mm. werepeople. Not not to enter the cult. The cult well, like, is just like one society of them. Okay. Yes, but it I would, would be just... this society that it was responding to. Yeah, but I wouldn't have to join their society. Yes, you would. Oh, I would? Yeah. I thought they would just bite me. And you I get couldn't. inducted into the fold. It doesn't mean you can't go anywhere again. Like, he has since stepped out mm. from them and is traveling the world, but no, like, you become one of the club. Okay. Yeah. You'd be you don't necessarily to do need to stay there, but, but yes, you, like <laughs> it's like joining up with the ORD or something. It's like, you don't have to stay here, but you gotta wear the robes or something. If I like, pass the test, oh God. and then in the light of the warning, just kill the person who turned to me. <laughs> Is that in the fine print, though? You gotta ask Quixie to do yeah. the litigation. Exactly. <laughs> so, Quixie, if someone makes me a mouse and then I kill them, do I have to go join their family? <laughs> Quixie would just her mind. Why are you looking at me like that? Just <laughs> exactly. answer the question. You're supposed to know things like this. Quixie. I, can, I can just find it organically. I yeah. can just find a different moonkin. No, that's not what it's called. Moonblood? Moonblood, Moonblood. Yes. yes. Moonkin sounds yeah. cool. Moonkin, Moonkin, it sounds very it sounds Tumblr very 2010. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I will casually ask him if he's heard about any were-rat queens. <laughs> were-rat queens. I figure she's queen of the rats. Uh, he just chuckles and replies that he hasn't heard of any were-rat queens, but uh, were-rats 
there are there are some of those around. Uh, that's yeah, that's it for Hi. all the downtime and stuff. We can. Oh shit! Oh. Fuck. Balls. Yep. Quixie. You have a couple of things. Yeah. Uh, you look into that book a little more, that old journal. Do oh, some yeah. more translating out of that, and start to find some things that are that are kind of relevant, actually. Given particularly uh, Yolanda's more recent stuff, some details about black sand and white sand. Mm. Black sand, at least in the opinion of of this one researcher of of Bez, uh, propagates. It spreads. He says that you can put a small shard in a jar of normal sand, and it'll result in the sand being changed slowly over time, black sand forming around the shard as it seeps and spreads, and eventually you will have a jar full of nothing but black sand. However, he does say that uh, attempts to utilize this for farming uh, have been met with the same failure as all previous investments into the shards, madness, death, destruction, all of those things that people say are unavoidable, but which he is very much seeking to prove wrong. White sand, on the other hand, is much less well known, but he says he's discovered how it works, that it springs forth. Only a few spots are known where white sand really shows up, most of them are nearly impossible to reach up very high on, on, uh, on the shards, but with a specially designed telescope, he was able to observe one from a great distance away and confirm that they have a faint trickle of white sand. There are white spots of the giant black stones, and a faint trickle of white sand flows from them, like the tiniest, driest waterfalls but with no source, no lake from whence they flowed. White sand simply being created from nowhere, falling down and being spread and scattered on the winds. He says that there are references to them bearing the fingerprints of creation, white sand springs. But how they function, even though he's seen it now with his own eyes, is still a mystery to him. Things do start to get a little odd as well as you go along. The language starts to get a bit more scattered, a little less sensible. At first you think it's maybe just him getting a little... He gets a little overly poetic at times, gets a little flowery with his speech, and then he maybe drifts into metaphor a little bit. But then as it, as it goes along, it starts to get swept in with a little bit of paranoia as well. He starts talking about this host of birds who've been following him. And he doesn't know whether they're omens or friends, but either way, their eyes make him anxious. And then there seem to be metaphors that start getting introduced that he never gets away from. Like, as soon as he approached them, he, he got stuck in them. Or maybe that's the only way he was ever able to think about it. He starts talking about how they can't manage to make the crystals sing. No matter how hard they try, no matter how hard him and all of his people are trying, they just can't get the crystals to sing, but maybe they just need the right instrument. They can't unlock them, but maybe they just need the right key. He just needs to focus on them a little harder. 
He just needs to think about them a little more. He'd been trying to keep his distance from it because he didn't want to go mad. But now he knows that the thing that'll drive him mad is not finding out the answers. That's what's really going to cause him to go mad. At one point, while you're reading this, you hear a humming noise. A buzzing, humming, sound like chimes. You're looking around, and you find that it is the, the auditorium. The translocatory auditorium is glowing at you. Hello? Start digging in again. <laughs> oh, uh, hello there. Um, howdy, uh, Mr. Twixie. Uh, pleasure to meet you again. Uh, talk to you once more. Um, I have a, uh, apology I, I must render to you. Um. Apology accepted. What did you do? Well, I'm, I'm sorry about that handshake. Um. Well, more, more accurately, for getting a little uh, carried away with, with experimentation uh, and excitement and uh, not warning you b beforehand. Uh, recall when you, you reached through the, uh, the, the bag and, and we shook hands? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was actually thinking that would be a perfect way we should experiment and see if I can come actually visit you in person. Well, I, I, sh I should, in, in, in all due fairness, I, I should have warned you first. Um, anything transferred through the bag, uh, there is a... There's a certain chance that it uh, d does not reach its intended destination. Where does it go if it doesn't reach? It's a good question. Uh, one that uh, my brother did disappear during the investigation of. Oh, no. I suspect wherever they end up, he has found them, <laughs> but is now incapable of communicating that to the rest of us. Um, seems to be about 1 in 20, 5% five, 5 chance, but... Uh, I don't want to think about what might have happened if uh, that had happened to your hands. So, well, might or be happened best to, to your hands. I suppose so. Huh. Okay. Well, I'll see. I guess that's good to know. Nothing's ever gone missing from a single bag. You put it in, you take it out on your side. That seems to be completely fine. It's only when transitioning between the two uh, linked spaces that uh, this lossage uh, seems to occur. So, uh,. We'll, we'll, we'll just be uh, uh, careful about that. Yeah, perhaps. yeah, sure. Well, well, we'll make sure to only use it as an escape hatch if absolutely necessary. I, I like the sound of that. Sounds good. Plus, it was going to be a pain in the butt to convince Planeswalker to squeeze himself into the little bag. Uh, well, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure the stature of your friend, but... Uh, Big. <laughs> He's very large. It's certainly going to be difficult fitting almost anybody through here, I suspect. But it sounds like we won't have to. <laughs> <laughs> um, you make a little, uh, you do some work as well on the distillates for him, the the, the, the chemistry that you're working on. Uh, some steps that you go through, places you have to take them, you know, add this, titrate it with that, distill overnight, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but you get to the point where you've got everything set up, and it's going to take a few days of, of dwell time in order for, for that final step to complete. But after that, you should be finished and ready to send it on back to him. Uh, and then around Calbaro, you meet up with other folks on the crew, come up with some you know, pyrotechnics things, special effects, whatever, whatever you can do. 
illusions seem to be from from your gathering mostly what they're going to be getting a lot of mileage out of. Oh yeah. Um, give me give me an Arcana check. Seventeen. Okay. Um, particularly, they're looking for they're looking for a lot of ambiance and and auras and Sorry. stuff more than. Eighteen. Ooh, nice. Um. What's nine plus seven? Sixteen. Sixteen. There we go. <laughs> math. <laughs> nine plus seven is math. Um, but yeah, they're looking for a lot of ambiance and auras more than explicit things. So it's not as much of like ah, fireworks or shower of sparks or like here's some illusory flames. Like there's there's a couple of scenes in which they need some flames. A lot of it though is oh well this scene is 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 set in hell so we just want flickering light everywhere as if there are flames we don't necessarily need the flames uh, or things like you know glows of light shafts of light coming down on Bellarella and the others shadowy darknesses to highlight some of the the, the hellish characters uh, Zlaga in disguise doesn't get this shadowy aura but once he reveals his disguise he doesn't actually change on stage at all Yolanda's not gonna shift herself or look any different but they want to have this this shadow come out of nowhere and just sort of creep around him like a cloak. So there's a lot of more uh, more general stuff, more kind of vague sure. stuff that they're looking for. Yeah. The kind of stuff you get a lot of uh, like Adobe After Effects and things right. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we could practice with silent image and zero motion. Yeah. And with those, it's pretty easy for you to do because you can just, all right, well, here's an image of a shadowy aura and then as long as you're just walking inside of it, that works, right? Yeah. And you, in theory, if you had perfect choreography, you could put clothes on a person. You could just give people their their costumes and just poof, costume change, poof, costume change. Which they do talk about doing once or twice. Mm-hmm. Times where maybe people are sitting <laughs> still and they need really yeah. fast costume changes and you're like... Yeah, get yourself moved to 20 wizards. Yeah. <laughs> One wizard? I don't think so. One guy's just like, can't you just make some wands or something? You're like, hmm, yep, yep. <laughs> Let's just dismiss the time and money that is put into my art. Yep. Fix it in post. You can fix it in post. You can fix it in post, right? You can fix it in post. <laughs> at, one point, at one point, Crixie will uh, confer with Yolanda briefly uh, now that she has leveled up. She's able to learn uh, teleportation circle. Ooh. However, requires an additional 150 gold pieces to purchase ink in order to make that happen. Alright, let me check Yolanda's gold. Yolanda's like, that's fine. I'll get you the gold. See if she needs to dance. I have, 100, I have 100 gold pieces, but it's 250. Would gold. you... Are you asking Miss Long? Are you asking the whole crew? I mean, I'd ask the whole crew. It's just a matter of like who's available, and I well, know Yolanda that Yolanda first, was the one yeah. who wanted the. I'll circle, I'll give so. fifty. Yeah. I mean, I it's like really I would love to be able to come anymore. back here in a hurry. Um, I won forty, so I will give forty. <laughs> um. Solid man. How much do we? Th- <laughs> All right, so. So here's the thing, I have goals money, and I have spending money. Uh, Planeswalker. This has been a goal of Yolanda, so would she count that as golds? Or would she just count it as spending? Uh, yeah, she's... I think that's a question only you can answer. Uh, is that all you need, like, for the for I just the need the money to buy the ink? 
I'm hoping that I can just buy the ink during downtime and then because I have a scroll already. Right. Oh and yeah, you I already just, have the yeah. scroll, and then and then you need and then you'll need money per cast for but the cast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the at this point it says. Yeah. Yeah, in order to that get rare talks and inks infused with precious gems with Quixie. So I think Quixie's plan was to first learn the dang thing, and then source yeah. out where she could buy the rest of that. Okay, stuff. so forty for now, and then yeah. uh, Yolanda will kick in for the the cast and materials. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and also, I guess the summoning thing can. Yeah, are you guys good to do another another little scene? Um, well, yeah, well, I think one thing that I would like to highlight is that as Quixie's doing her things, she spends some time uh, learning and looking through different books and practicing different um, items. And at one point in the theater, everyone's kind of coming back together and Quixie's in the middle of doing something. And she's like, hey, what? one second, what? one second, uh, don't, don't, uh, don't touch the chairs. And she just like stares at them really Not hard. Touching chairs. And then she throws a little bit of I don't know magic out, and um, the chairs start dancing. What? Because I what? learned animate oh. objects. Oh. <laughs> animate objects. That's so cute. Yeah. Did I they, thought it would be are they, I can also they... make them kill, and they all go into a really strict formation. Oh no! <laughs> no, no, no. We're, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. It's everyone cute... halt. They halt. <laughs> Uh, uh, I mean, uh, Armina, uh, 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 gonna like look at the chair, look at Quixie, and think, "Can I, can I sit on it?" Yeah, you can sit on it. I, How long are they gonna be like this? Uh, a minute. I cool. gingerly like lower my butt on the chair. The chair starts doing rolling massages up your butt. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, hon, <laughs> I did not plan this, but I love it. Oh what my god. It? Oh, it's, it's a massage the, chair. I'm just using the, the wood in the back of the chair to kind of like knock like, her back a lot. It's kind of like move my back more like this. <laughs> it's not a comfortable It's not ergonomically designed. <laughs> now I'm, now I'm stands. Yeah. Oh, Armina's kind of, kind of like, oh, I'm on my feet for like, like an hour. Jeez. It's fun. For an hour. <laughs> She's got old bones, that one. <laughs> the ex-cop. The ex-cop. Man, I've been on my feet for a whole hour. <laughs> No, 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 I'm getting too old for this I'm shit. I'm getting too old for this shit. So at some point during downtime, uh, Yolanda will track Quixie down. Yo, uh, Quixie, could you give me give me a hand with something? Yeah, sure, what's up? Well, looks around. She's a little, she's a little shady about it. A couple of animated pencils just spill across the floor. <laughs> um, Good lord, what have we done? Transcribing shit? <laughs> just like, all right, pencils, write my journals for yeah. me. I was just thinking, I, I think I can... I think I could get a, a familiar like you got. Oh, I think I think Basil would give me one. Uh, like 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 Sir like Sir Wally. Yeah, and I think I think it'd be nice to have a crack with summoning something before okay. before the Rosbeth stuff. But I could get Zig Zig's help, but I don't like, think he anything he does classifies as help. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, oh, I feel like you might get jealous of me talking to another demon. Do you care? <laughs> oh, oh, it's complicated. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. You well, know. well, what are you hoping for? What are you aiming for? Well, I was just thinking, like, more more folks to help is good, and uh -huh. it's it's from Basil, so maybe she'll just like give me a succubus or something, and then we don't gotta summon Rasbeth at all. Uh, mm, that seems like that seems like a large familiar. 
Yeah, it probably won't happen, but maybe it could happen. Well, maybe. If I roll high <laughs> enough, I could get one. <laughs> to, to be fair, I didn't really know that I was going to get Wally until I got Wally. It just kind of happened. I mean, he could have been from anywhere, but he ended up coming from Feywild, so. Yeah, I ain't really sure. Really, I'm not really sure what she'll, what she'll do, but I I don't know. I just got I got this feeling. Okay. Well, how can I help? Well, just, you know, give me a, maybe give me a hand. I got the stuff for it and everything. Okay, sure. And... But you do it all the time, and I will hand really pay attention when you're doing it. Oh well, yeah. It's it's been a it's been a bit, and I think he's um I think he's still a pigeon, so we need to re. Looks more like a pigeon. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> he was back a pigeon. To his normal form. <laughs> so Yolanda and Quixie will just do it at this like together. Just side by side, just like <laughs> all right. Although, to be yeah, fair, yeah, a pigeon yeah. with a monocle on top has you put your left foot in. Yeah, yeah. You take Yolanda's your left foot out. is probably like a little spikier. Mm-hmm. It's like no, it's an upside down Y, not an right side up Y. <laughs> it's Leviosa. Leviosa. I can see Rixie yeah. doing that shit. It's a backwards lowercase b, not a, not a lowercase d. Okay. d. Yeah. There's a distinction. <laughs> yeah. Not an upside down lowercase p. It's like, yeah, but yours is, yours is for fate stuff and mine's an infernal. Uh, I honestly don't know Does if that this matter? is. <laughs> Who I, knows? I just said this. I, the first time I did this spell, I got this. I didn't know. I, <laughs> it could be for like, I don't know. You can make a request and be like, hey. I, 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 I didn't put in that in the clause. I was just <laughs> like, cool, familiar. Like, hey, poof, there he is. <laughs> they, they cast fine familiar. You cast fine familiar. <laughs> Wally takes death. the form of. A rat. A rat. Of course he does. His normal ratty self. His normal ratty self. Delightful. He takes a very good bow. He's not a rat. He's a gentleman. Something which he can now do because he couldn't take the hat off as a pigeon. Yes. Yes. He kept on knocking it off. He didn't have arms. Can't put it back on again. And then he would peck at it and he got very frustrated. So he's happy to have arms back. It's nice. We all like having arms. Let's all take a moment, everyone who has arms, and and appreciate the arms you you have. I frequently enjoy it. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes. I regularly enjoy the use of arms. Sometimes I would say. Give a hand for your arms. To cut them off. But no. Fair. Well, we've all been there. you were going to say sometimes too much. And I'm like, no. Yeah. no I'm what like, are you doing with your arms? <laughs> Chro- chronic pain. No. Sometimes yeah. axe arm would be better. Yeah. yeah. Fair. Like, fair. hey, could you just replace it with a stick? Yeah. Um, Yolanda, as you finish with yours, as the as the uh, herbs and incense in the brazier ignite into, into flame and begin to waft the smoke, you hear... Faint laughter. Do you hear that? Huh? Can we rouse that again? Just in the back of your head, and then out of out of the smoke and flame comes a little vaguely humanoid figure, sharp clawed feet, sharp clawed hands little scrunched up body dark red little wings on his back long ears long nose long chin long eyebrows stick off to either side it looks around it's kind of cute it looks like an imp wait a second wait a second looks deadly dead straight at you are we there for this? Or no? You would be welcome to be there for this. Yolanda uh, didn't keep it from you guys, but it's just one day when Quixie is... Maybe my Benjamin yeah. still is kind of... 
It would probably be at your house or in the hotel room. Something a demon yeah. in my living room. <laughs> you know, that's how you think me bad. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do? What did you do? If you are trying to summon a succubus right now, you have fucked it up majorly. You're way shorter you than I thought you'd be. I'll have Two you know. foot four tall. <laughs> <laughs> he holds up an accusatory finger. I'll have you know I'm very tall for my Zick, height. Zick, who are you pranking right I now? I lord over him. Captain Morgan yourself. <laughs> I'm, who am I? Who I? What am I even doing here? I didn't. Quixie, does Wally have to do what you tell him to do? Let me check my phone book. No, don't answer that. Do you have to do Uh some jumping jacks? (laughs) No way! Starts doing some jumping jacks. I'm doing this because I'm choosing to. (laughs) (laughs) It's my choice. I just feel like getting in shape. You can can stop if you want to. Only if you want to. No, I was doing it by choice, so I'm not stopping. He continues to do jumping jacks. Usually, when I ask Wally to do something, he's just like, yes, that makes wonderful sense, good idea, blah, 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 and try to do something he wants to do in things. I just love jumping jacks so much. <laughs> Jared well. is doing half jumping jacks right now. He is committing to the bit. Yes, good. Yeah, well, you might want to say stop jumping jacks a bit. It's kind of annoying. Well, Tony could stop if he wanted to, but he said he wants to do them. I just want to get in shape. <laughs> This is going to be an excellent famili- uh, familiar relationship, I can tell uh, right now. Well, He's just got a thousand-yard stare off into the distance I on his tiny little beady empires. I guess you're my familiar now. I guess. It's nice to meet you in person, Zip. Or bad. It's bad, too. You're real horrifying. And... He's kind of cute, He's to be honest. <laughs> tufts on the end of his eyebrows? You know, last time I was here, I got electrocuted in the dust. And boy, I never thought I'd be wishing for that. Oh, it's likely to happen, you know? I mean, Wally has definitely died multiple times on my watch, and it's not like I really try all that hard to, like, protect him, because it just poops right back afterwards. Yeah, this has been a bit great. Let's go see Carrie! (laughs) Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just showing off zigzag. Yeah, she's gonna parade him around. So <laughs> I, 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 imagine, I imagine, like we're just kind of talking over there, and it's like in the house. So, uh, she has him just stay in his corner. Right. Yeah, yeah, the somebody I want y'all to meet. Really? Who? How well, did you make a friend? You? I made a familiar like like Chris's got. Like oh, okay. Oh, is it a cat that way? It's like a cat and a mouse. It's very cute. He's it better cute. not eat my chicken. He might. Okay, well, let's see. This is oh, good. This is good news. He <laughs> <laughs> walks, slumps out. He comes out, does yeah, just like shoulders sagging. Yeah, little wings. They're just dragging on the floor behind him right now. He's like classic. <laughs> he's got like a yep. little pot belly. Yeah. And he's like, Ar- Ar- <laughs> sharp tail and everything. Like, Armina's face kind of drops and she slowly reaches uh, for it. A little wait, different wait. than it's your mount. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you, um, but you've met before. Have we? Most of you. Wait. It's zigzag. Oh. That's a little. Oh. Right? That's what I said. Sure. Oh, that's what you all went in your heads hey, voluntarily? Hey, I regret that decision wholeheartedly, okay? I'll have you know. As you should. Thank Yes. I was just curious. You're curious about a great many things, my friend. 
they don't stretch their wings. Wait, wings wait, I never, I never gave you oh, permission to talk. I shouldn't hear you. He's talking out Here loud. comes my favorite sentence of all time. Joke's on you, bucko. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a Wild joke. Slayer. So you can have fun. I acknowledge that this creature is to you as Wally is to uh, our, our friend Fire Ribbon. He starts no, flapping I, I around I, your shoulders, I wouldn't say that. Wally and I have a very special relationship. Fair. Wally is a big gentleman. Zixic and I have a special relationship. How would you feel about him being punted? I don't mind it. <laughs> I mean, it opens the door. <laughs> he starts flying up near the ceiling. Uh, it's a dwarven home, and I'm a Goliath. That is very. I'm true. pretty Joke's sure I can you, touch bucko. the ceiling. <laughs> Jokes on you, motherfucker! Can I snatch a zigzag and punt him? Uh, <laughs> give me a deck save. Oh. Um. Let's see, Dex save. Just try not to hide on too bad because I can't trap again. Should I go get uh, a trap or no, a spell? Because you're just trying to catch him. I believe in you, Planeswalker. Oh, 13. Uh, do you want to roll for Zigzag or should I roll for Zigzag? I can roll for him. Uh, Dex save? Dex save. For <gasps> it's too low. Man, oh, I... no. Unless he has a plus 10 to Dex. I rolled a 3. It's oh, going to be shit. too low. Um. I, the printer wasn't working, so I've got to pull him up yeah. online. He's got a plus three. But it's no, that's a plus seven with Yolanda's thing. Oh, yeah, he would get, Depending he would on get my... In the room. But I also get it. Yeah. <laughs> which turns So it really just turns into neutral. 17. Uh, Although yours isn't a save. Is oh, yours is a save. Yeah, yeah. we're both doing saves. Right, 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 right. Planeswalker, you grab him out of the air, uh, throw him towards your foot with the intention of kicking him. And he flies away. <laughs> Pomaturgy opens the yeah, door. Yeah, he kind of flies. Uh, if he if he flies, well, I guess it's actually sorry. Give me a give me an athletics check for how hard you throw. Because if you throw him hard enough, he's not going to get his wings. Come on, I'm gonna assume that this is post level up, given that um, yeah, she summoned him. Yeah, it's toward the end. Yeah, this has got to be post level up. Fifteen. On a truly spectacular, you You can uh, do it. You can do it because you're behind the thing. <laughs> Planeswalker, you throw him at your feet. You see him stick his wings out and and try to fly, but you can also tell that it is not working. Um, you see a look of panic on his face, and then he turns invisible. And disappears from sight. You feel him hit your foot. You feel him hit your foot, and like you kick. Quixie oh, looks oddly accusingly at Wally. Have you been hiding this ability this whole time? Dreadfully sorry, but no, ma'am. Darn it. We Not something get, I can do. We should get you upgraded. <laughs> <laughs> and I certainly wouldn't uh, I don't that. think I poofed him. Yolanda kind of like mentally reaches out. If you, yeah, you can, I mean, you can like see through his eyes yeah. and stuff. He's flying over oh, in one yeah, corner can, like, of the okay. room. Oh my god. Alright, no, he's alright. Where is he? I don't know how I feel about an invisible Zixic. I mean, he was invisible before today. Yes, but he Accurate. couldn't touch me before today. <laughs> I had no interaction with him before today. Well, moderately how little. How about this? Planeswalker, what? you feel some wind brushing at your shoulder. 
and then just a tiny hand stroke oh, <laughs> <stroke laughs> gently down your cheek. All right, all right. How about this? I'm gonna light myself on fire. <laughs> how about this? Maybe, maybe leave Zigzag alone, and Zig. Unless Planeswalker gives you permission, don't, don't mess with Planeswalker. Don't touch him. You know, leave him alone, and then. I can let you go on some field trips with Calvary sometimes. Oh. No, that's a terrible <laughs> idea. No. <laughs> He's having a hard day. And <sighs> well, I, I just, he has to obey your command regardless of whether you give him something as a reward. But I just like, he's just, like Dad and I just went on field Zig trips. Zig <laughs> Zig, Zig, no, sorry, that was sorry. a terrible well, idea. Well, now she uh, Zig Zig appears again in midair, midair in front of you, Planeswalker, uh, holding out a tiny clawed hand with a broad, broad grin. Oh, what do you say? Put her there, Val. Deal? Insight check. Please, can I roll a persuasion check? <laughs> Dirty 20. Oh. Dirty 20? Is he going to do something got if I touch him? He's got a buzzer in um, his hand. You or is this flower. genuinely a let's strike a deal thing? Do, do I think yeah he has a fart machine or a buzzer or super glue well, in mean, his little you, grubby demon claw? You definitely oh, feel like he is up to something and he is trying to angle for something that will give him the most message general possible. But you also have no reason to distrust Quixie, or or, or rather Fire Ribbon. Uh, especially when it comes to matters of magic, which as far as you can tell is this, and she says he's got to do what Yolanda says. So if Yolanda says you're not allowed to mess with Planeswalker, it seems like he's going to try to use the situation to mess with people as much as possible, but not you. definition of mess with. I'm just going to go, it's a deal, but I'm not touching you. All right, fine. (laughs) Long-distance high five. I'll, I'll give him a long distance high five. Okay. Bluetooth high five. There we go. We're really vibing here. Uh, I don't know what that word means, but I don't think so. Seems like we're on the same wavelength. No, you're literally you're from a different eye plane to of eye, existence. You know? I've like, learned about this. There's I've your eyes right there, and here's my eyes. They're right eye Are to eye. Are those eyes? Or I just... could get closer here. Now we're really eye to eye. We're really eye to eye right Harry? now. Yeah. No getting arrested. No getting anybody hurt. Sort I of won't appreciate the literalness. And I promise I will try not to hurt people. Insight check. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Wally Fuck. can turn into different forms, so if you ever get tired of him talking, you can always uh, summon him back as a different form. I rolled a 22. Yeah. Uh, uh, persuasion. Zog, I see. Zig, zig. Zog, zig, zig. I mean, it begins um, to raise your eyebrow and then lowers it. Zig, zig, in mid flap. There's a poof, and a couple of feathers fly around and then disappear. And he turns into a raven. Looks at you. Quixie looks at Wally. Actually, I can still talk. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, but that's you doing it. I bet if Yolanda changed you into a different form, you wouldn't be able to. Not out loud, at least. Give me an insight check, Quixie. <laughs> <laughs> Going off of my knowledge of this spell on my end of things. Insight? Do I? Oh, you don't? No, I don't. <laughs> I thought you had a good I have a nine. Oh. I have insight, which means she doesn't. Calorie, can you poke your head over, or Jasmine, can you poke your head over and, and please read off the number off of this die here? I'm the character that jumps to conclusions. <laughs> no way. It's the natural one. No! <laughs> uh, 
Um, <laughs> you from the way that the raven's beak clacks shut, and even though bird eyes don't really like have a lot of expression to them, they still seem to widen. Uh, you can tell that you are absolutely correct, and it's only because he's chosen to adopt this form specially through his imp shit, and that if Yolanda instead recast the spell and summoned him as a raven, he would be a raven. Full raven. He would be able to speak English as much as actual ravens sure. can, which is to say, well, in a rudimentary fashion, but... And, and Josie would say, and I mean, he would still speak to you in your head, so right. that was standard process I ain't anyway. getting rid of him. I, but I, specifically, if, if ever it comes to a point where we're doing something sensitive and he's set to fuck it up, yes, you know. I would never throw you guys all under sure the bus. Sure you would. Well, I'm saying that's true. <laughs> Unless Yolanda tells you not to. I would only fuck you all over if it was funny. 13. Yeah, that's true. I'm not going to say that. Yeah, <laughs> I I th- I think count as funny. My sense of humor is literally thing. impeccable. With you you cannot peck my sense of humor. I'm come on. I I it's think my I, job. I think in my head, can you still talk to me? Good question. Because I, like, I I don't know if it's the same. Yeah. No, he can't now. Yeah. He could if he was a pseudo dragon. Like if he was in pseudo dragon form, he could. But like the fact that like the bond that we made that Pokewalker did not do. I'm wondering yeah. If that's but no, he uh, he does no, not respond to you. Oh shit. No. Yeah. He yeah. has shape shifting, devil sight, and magic resistance. Yeah. So yeah, he was uh, only able to do that because it was extra planar, and that was his only form of contact. And so now being on this plane, that that link has been severed. Thanks. At least for the time being. Or, you know, as far as Armina knows, he doesn't respond. Yeah, but... G- Give me an insight check. Is he fucking... Is he fucking with us? <laughs> that was is he fucking? Question. <laughs> that's like, that's 19. Question. 19? You don't even see a flicker of response. Like, if he's acting in this, he's acting real good. Um, in my, in my head, I'm in my head, can you, can you hear me? <laughs> Armina's just, just squinting at him. You just squint. That's how you only you squint. And... Okay. Is there anything you have him? Do you do you need some time to adjust, or do you want to go out with Howard for a little while? Adjust to what? Being here. It's probably different from being in hell, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I've I've got a body for starters, and everything goes with that. My the thing in behind my belly button hurts. Your stomach? Maybe. Give me a hug. Yolanda's gonna hug him. Do you need an anatomy lesson? Uh, I think I need a snack. Wow. Well, what do you eat? I don't know. He's getting hugged, by the way. <laughs> Tiny little <laughs> imp, truly just sinking into Yolanda's cleavage. Yeah. Planeswalker because... just like chucks a piece of jerky at him <laughs> like he's like a, a stray dog or something, where you're like. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't want, want you to be hungry, but I don't want you to bite, bite me. me. Yeah, like catches it and starts eating it. Uh, thanks. I get some scraps from the kitchen and just kind of like what's walk him over and see if he eats that too. What's in it? Like itching meat. powder. It's meat. Super jerky. spicy. I would think you would like that. Oh, like a laxative or something, probably. Huh? Oh, this ain't a prank. 
is just sus. It's just Not food. Sus- <laughs> 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 I forgot who I was kidding. It's just food. Where's the what's the joke? What's the punchline? You the you were hungry, so punchline is that you're so dang confused that someone would even be nice to you for once. Oh, that is pretty funny. <laughs> that's pretty fucking funny. I don't think that's very funny. Well, it's funny to everyone here. <laughs> it's a it's an interplanar thing. You wouldn't get it. Like a local joke, local hilarious. How come Basil sent you? Wait, what? You thought it would be funny. Well, because I was summoning a familiar. She thought it would torture Victor because he hates him. And 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 Basil gives him a power, so I figured it would be a Basil demon, right? Well, I mean, she is the princess. But Rice has been. Um, She's kind of in charge of everyone, you know. Rice has probably thought this was funny. I mean, it's funny. Yeah, it is. I mean, if everybody would zig zig probably. But maybe it'll be nice for you, too. No. I recognize that it's funny, too. It's like it would be hilarious if this was happening to Jimmy from accounting. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, oh, Gary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Always Gary going to lunch. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like he recognizes the game. It's like respect. Yeah, he's like, yeah, no, that was well played. That was well played. Yolanda will let Zigzag go out pranking with Calorie as long as no one gets arrested or seriously injured. <laughs> you just, you just summoned him. It's like, it's like best drive. basically, if they have to go to the tent for healing, that's too far. Right. But anything like you know. It's okay. Calorie's a cleric. If they can get healing from elsewhere, it's, it's fine, fine. It's fine. The calorie's got this. She, she can heal herself. She's got lots of yeah, No, but they have to, like, on a general level. Like, if yeah. a random person on the street oh, ends right. up at the oh. tent because uh, of this. Oh, yeah. Oh. Right. That, that is too far. That is bad. Okay. Okay, okay. okay. Fair, because then you're fueling the fire. Well, exactly. Yeah. And that's an, that's an easy way to mark. <laughs> yeah. Don't know Makes wounds. Them bleed. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Let's go for a quick one. <laughs> Yeah. Um, before we ro- like towards the evening, as people are preparing for bed, I want to knock on Armina's door. <laughs> yep. Um, question. I get slash up. Ask for help. I get up. I put my robe on. I try not to wake Chris up. What's up, hon? Um, I think I have an idea of figuring out what's going on in Yordan's head without needing to see him right now. Okay. But I don't think I should do it alone. I close the door behind me. And you're the only person here that's not been brainwashed yet. One would hope. <laughs> so I feel like you should be there or be in it, one or the other. I mean, the more you t- the more you talk, the more, like, the narrow Armia's eyes get, like, what are you saying, hon? How Armina's the safety net when it comes to the order. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, come watch. Just come watch me with Marvin. Like, just like, hey, like, maybe I don't. have a great idea, but, you know, we probably should have the first aid train yep. person there. <laughs> yeah. Just in case. Just in case. <laughs> it's like, I'll be like, hey, maybe don't. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, I learned this new spell. Oh, um, boy. And basically, it allows someone to enter a person's dreams oh, and shit. communicate with so that person. So you can, like, incept their brains, like... <laughs> Inception, if you will, yes. Yeah, that, was, that was a great quote. <laughs> I, a very 
confusing book. Very it didn't confusing click until the end. Yeah, and yeah. then the top just kept spinning. I didn't. It kept spinning. Yeah. Yeah. So I can. I. I either I could go in and do that, or I can have somebody else do it. But I think if like it might be interesting slash terrifying slash very informative to um a lot of contradictory <laughs> words right there hon like well, <laughs> find out what's going on with him more than just scary whispers when i send a message okay so. oh wow that's so the way it works is that i can like go to sleep and then my consciousness goes to his conscious i don't know these yeah like you, you, you'd be able to um communicate with him and you'd be able to like affect the dream um <laughs> so i don't know like maybe if he's having a really scary dream you can make it so it's a not scary dream so he's more likely to talk i mean you got this the bigger brain hun wouldn't you wouldn't it be up to you <laughs> I mean, we don't have to do it tonight, but I I don't know. The thought occurred to me, and I was like, oh, I should. I was gonna do it, and then I was like, but maybe I shouldn't do that because I don't want to worry you guys. So, well, speaking of which, do you want to tell the rest of the group? It sounds like a big, big, big deal here. Yeah, sure. I guess I figured they were all asleep. But yeah, no, it's all right. I. Callie and Zigzag are still out pranking. Oh, okay. Yeah. Callie's Cal- <laughs> gone. Do I hear screaming? Yolanda's <laughs> probably with someone else, and who knows what Planeswalker's doing. Fucking sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> just like a normal person at night. <laughs> like, some people actually sleep. Um, well, Planeswalker just throws a tea towel over his head like a bird. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you put a little blanket over yeah. their cage, and they're like, "Oh, it's nighttime now." Put it under Go their sleep. wing. Yeah. <laughs> well, this this could Dark be big, hun. This could be big. Uh, why, t- why don't you make some note? Um, actually, what, which one? Of, which one of day is it? Is it like night, like beginning of night, almost morning? It'd be night here, yeah. Sorry, I mean, I would have. Yeah. It would have gone dark. Evening oh, okay. to night kind of thing. Like, yeah, like right. we're going to sleep, but yeah. before we do, well. It's what. not like she woke you up at like one a.m. to say. Yeah, I was thinking probably. like if it's gonna be sunrise, I was putting yeah. some coffee first. Because if she was gonna, she probably would have just waited. Yeah. I imagine. Tell you what, hon, I get some more thoughts and put it, put it down, and uh, maybe a script. I don't know, and we can get the other other crew in here and see what we can do. I, it's it could be a big game changer. Okay, so you mean not tonight? No, no. All right. Okay. I'm glad I asked. Did you I, want to try it? I was like... going to do it tonight because, but we shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> because impulse control. It's like, it's going to do it tonight. It's, it's bring I a hole in your pocket. Tonight. You know? I, just, I just really wanted Felt so to know. perfectly, you know. <laughs> I'm curious. What can I say? Anyway. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Just felt well, so night. fitting. Night, sweetie. And I, uh, yeah, I get back inside and Armina, like, gets in the bed and, like, doesn't, like, small so she doesn't, like, wake up Chris and just stares at the ceiling for, like, right. Ten minutes, uh, like, what the fuck does this mean? Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be the dream master. Yeah. Night's there. Cool. <laughs> right. Cool. Uh, so I think that's it. yeah. Maybe that's where we'll end off, and then pick up next time. We'll do the uh, the chat with Rizbeth and potentially a dream intrusion. Jesus. Hell yeah. That is just fun. So I totally forgot this spell existed. It was either really this. Just, this is dream. It right? was yeah, dream. Yeah. It was either this or contact other plane. 
Wow. Which would have fucked me over. Yeah. Because if I fail that, it's like, I don't know, it's stupid. It's like an 8d6 psychic damage or something stupid. But you can ask any other planar entity five questions. Good God. So like, you would immediately contact Ariel. I would have. I would have. And that probably would have also come with psychic data. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, no, dream. It would have been awful. Yeah. Well, and also if you fail, you not only take the damage, but you're also insane until you take a long rest. Yeah, we've dealt with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was insane and shame. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much, everyone here. Thank you very much, everyone at home, for tuning in to play. Uh, we will be back, um, you know, time permitting, uh, and get on with more exciting stuff, fun stuff, unexpected stuff. And until then, uh, as much as possible, uh, stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.